beautiful people. It is Zach Wilson. He's back Wednesday, September 28, 2022. This sports show starts right about now. Football! This is what we chat about here on this particular show because we're a bunch of sports stooges talking about the greatest sport in the land. This weekend, our sports traveling overseas to showcase it. I was going to say how many years it was. I don't have that stat sitting in my brain, I guess. For however many years it's been taking place over in England, in London town, we will have another game in the morning when we wake up on a Sunday, and it is glorious. It almost feels like it's super wild card weekend again because there's NFL games all damn day. It's a much easier slate to watch at 1 o'clock because there's a game already in the morning, and the 4 o'clock slate gets a little bit lighter, and then the night game. It is a fantastic time to be an NFL fan because it is popping off this weekend. The Minnesota Vikings are traveling overseas to play against the New Orleans Saints. Is Jameis Winston playing? We mm. do not know. Remember, this is kind of a story that slipped through the cracks, I believe, because yep. Jameis has played the last two games in the first week when he said there's pain everywhere. Yep. Yeah. I guess he actually fractured his back. Mm. So I think that is certain. Is it four or four? Four vertebrae. Four yeah. vertebrae fractured in his back in that particular game. Has played since then. The offense has kind of been sputtering. He might be going through a lot of pain. That might be why they stink. And they have Andy Dalton looming over Ooh, his shoulder. That's right. With the floor de lee on his head traveling to London town. Will Andy Dalton be taking on Kirk Cousins in an NFL clash <laughs> in London this weekend what? in Tottenham Stadium in which we saw the field get moved into what it's going to be? They took this beautiful... Beautiful patch of grass, the pitch that they play soccer on. And they said, hey, grass, we got this cool technology. Get the fuck out of here. Slid that thing up underneath the stadium, said picked it up, moved it out, and then they subbed in, give us the artificial turf for the NFL guys. Unreal. Oh, no. Yeah, a lot of people aren't happy about this particular story happening on this particular day in Tottenham showcasing the stadium of the future, the stadium that NFL stadium should be able to have. I understand you want to have concerts and have other events on your field, but I believe the stats are pretty alarming in how often players get hurt on artificial turf versus grass. You hear old guys talk. Yesterday, Aaron Rodgers said they'd rather go practice in fucking freezing cold weather than on the turf inside. Then we heard A.Q. Shipley talk about down in Tampa, it would be 110 degrees outside, and they'd rather practice out in the sauna on the grass than on the artificial turf, and then the Tottenham video hits, and it's like this beautiful display of what a stadium could be with different surfaces already in there. And just like my friend Stank that grew that stank behind a false wall with the the fucking uv rays Mm -hmm. and the ability to have science take care of things and be able to grow without it having to have an absolute amount of uh, a massive amount of room or whatever so i think grass stadiums could be everywhere i think grass stadiums could literally be in tottenham this weekend absolutely instead it got subbed out for the artificial turf we'll have to keep an eye on that let's hope that the nfl does become a place one day with all grass uh fields so that players can play their best football all year and raise more money for the nfl right that's right that's that. right more money what we profitable say? more money for the nfl andrew whitworth said he would have played till he was 50 if he was able to play on grass fields his entire career how Whitworth, pretty good uh, moneymaker for the NFL. Yeah, not Safe. bad. Want to keep that guy around? He would be able to play for another fucking 20 years, maybe. That's right. That. But instead, he's retired. He's out. Good luck selling more jerseys for Whitworth, man. Not going to happen. happen. No money, NFL. We're talking about making money, those grass fields. Mm-hmm. 
That's what we're talking about, the bottom line, getting raised significantly with those grass fields. What? We're talking about keeping the stars on the field longer, which is what moves the needle, what moves the dollars, and what moves you into a network television deal that's worth a hundred-some billion dollars with numerous places. That's what we're talking about with the grass fields. That's all we're asking for, Toxic Table, at Boston Connor, at Ty Smith. That's not too much, is it? No, I mean, apparently these owners don't like money. What? That's kind of what I'm hearing, because Weird. you put all grass fields in, it sounds like you're just going to be making more money, because these guys are going to be playing longer, they're going to be what? playing faster, what? they're going to be playing better, what? you're going to elongate the careers of all your top superstars. You don't have to worry about, hey, our quarterback, who we just gave $500 million to, he's only going to play till he's 32, because he's torn his ACL 15 mm. times on the turf. Have a standard for the grass. It has to be this long. Yep. Can only use Kentucky Blue. That's right. Or mm. Crab, or whatever the hell the other <laughs> sure. stuff is. Uh, have a specific... Bermuda. Bermuda. Have a, have a specific standard for it, so it's all just one field everywhere, and now we got the Ferris game now, too. Mm-hmm. That's right. Look at it. We're playing fair football. Yeah. So in the sports gambling era, which you guys are going to make a pretty good amount of money off of, you're going to have the fairest game of all time because everybody's playing on the same surface. It's the healthiest surface. you got players playing a long time. This is good business. Yeah, it's simple. It doesn't seem that complicated. When was the turn from, hey, we can't you know play on grass anymore and we need to have turf? Was it you know, within the last 20 years? or And what was the reason for it? Like, hey, Easier to maintain. Rubber? Easier okay. to maintain. Okay. Cheaper to maintain. Easier to maintain. And when the rubber was added into it, remember, it was talked about as if it's just as soft yep. as a regular field. And it might be to like somebody that's doing a demonstration with like a one of those axes that you have at like a carnival that you hit it and it tells yep. you how hard you're hitting it. Ding. That is basically what they were doing. They're like, well, the rubber pallet, uh, pellets that we put at the bottom actually make it feel oh, softer than mm. actual earth. Bouncy. And it's like, well, the interesting thing about that, maybe at the surface, but whenever people are actually running, they're getting past just the rubber pellets there. And right underneath of it is goddamn cement. Yeah. As opposed to like dirt and gravel, whatever the rest right. of actual earth is. So I think we can meet in the middle. We've learned more about science. We have more data and more analytics. Let's go grass every where joining us now is a man who I would assume would still be playing. That's right. Mm-hmm. It would have been even better, by the way, Yeah. if there was grass fields out there. Nine-year NFL vet, host of the Man to Man podcast, and also Everything DB right here every single Wednesday on the Pat McAfee Show, Darius Butler. Hey, hey boy. Boy. Glad to be back. We definitely got to make that shift, though. And those rubber pellets, they get in your eye, too. Oh, who, did who you telling that? Yeah. Bro, I'm holding. <laughs> okay. Oh, I didn't think of that. I'm Jeez. holding just like this right here. And I can feel that Vinny's going to miss a kick before I can even see it. Because if you duff at all or hit behind the ball, which happens to happen, people who have ever golfed do it. Detroit mm-hmm. last year. This, yeah, and then the ball's going left. Uh-huh. Vinny didn't do it, but somebody did. That shit is just directly – I mean, it feels like it has a – they have eyes for, like, the ear hole yep. and the front in there. Those things fly yeah. around, fly Definitely. around. Definitely. I can understand that the turf field with the pellets on it is better than just, like, some muddy pit. Yes. Yep. But are we not at the point now with the amount of money that's being made – that we could do what Tottenham does and just maintain that grass. And if you want to have concerts, I understand that. You want to use the venue to make more money for the city or for yourself, yeah. however the deal is right. structured and made, whoever yeah. did it. But th- why isn't it? What do you think it is, Darius? Do you think it's just the money and the investment? Do you think it's going to cost too much money? Is that what the NFL is thinking? I got no, no clue, honestly. Hopefully, if, if the numbers keep coming out, um, we make a, a real a good decision for the players as far as health-wise. But honestly, as playing a devil's advocate a little bit, as a younger player, I didn't mind that turf. You feel the little faster. faster. Yeah, it's kind of like Young when you legs. step on some courts. And you feel like that little extra little bounce, a little give. Um, so we got that as well on that turf. But as you get older and like like the guy said, practicing on it, 
um, even more so with that grass, you um, you know, it's, it's way easier in your body and your you, joints. You know what I enjoy though is let's get the grass to have a little bit of a, a little because you can build. You know the way they. I mean, I see a wrestling ring put together. Uh-huh. Yeah, multiple, and you can cut multiple. You can kind of. You can see the ones that have a little bit more give and don't give and mm-hmm. uh, everything like that from the side. How come they can't just have one of those ones that have a little bit of give? Yeah. What do we say? Well, simple. It's like best of both worlds almost. Well, and I thought Tottenham was, you know, when I looked it up earlier, I was like, this probably costs $15 billion. <laughs> that is why yeah. the NFL It looks do like it, it costs. It does. Yeah. And then you see what the number is, and it's a billion dollars. Only one. And let's remember how much SoFi was. It was eight. That's a lot. It is a ton of money, but when we're looking at the stadiums. Imagine if it was nine. That would have been five billion over. Yeah, like look at what the stadiums in the NFL are being built for. It's it's 5X what, you know, Tottenham. Oh, that whole stadium was a billion. Yes. Not just the Uh, the We need to know the technology. Right. Yeah. We need to know the technology. Now, if they were to implement this into the modern stadiums, they would probably have to dig, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They have to get a little bit deeper. Deep foundation. But the sophistication level of this. I think is br- I like, I think it's super high level, and I'm happy that the soccer folks did it because obviously the pitch in soccer is very important because the roll of the ball right. can't have a goalie out there, you know, ball bouncing over his foot right here in the middle of London, ridiculous. exactly. Because then the hooligans are going to go bananas, and then that's going to cost you more money. Can't have that type of shit happen. Have to have good grass. Uh, but you think the NFL would be able to do it? Did not know that was going to be the story that we lead off with, but hard not to get into it. Yeah. Uh, another big news: Zach Wilson's back. Oh Whoa, my Zach. god! Guess who's back? Back, back again. again. Zach, Zach is back. Okay. Tell your friends. Oh, it's a good run, footsteps. He did it. We thought he was going to be the starter for the rest of the year. Zach Wilson's going to have to just sit back and watch Joe Flacco do what Mike White did last year. Sure. And then Joe Flacco loses the game. You know, and then everybody's like, all right, is that young uh, Mormon kid who's banging mom's back? Or? And it sounds like he is. Uh, it was one tweet that said, actually, Zach Wilson is back. Mm. And we were, like, fucking pumped up for it. Yeah. What does this mean for the Jets? Nothing. They still stink. Yeah. They're in the AFC East. It's going to be tough, but maybe they get a little bit better. I don't know. Part of me was thinking, like, yeah, you know, Flacco, yeah, sorry, he's done for the rest of the season. But the rest of the NFL, like, is there even reason to play any more games if you're not on the Jets? Zach Wilson's back. Oh, okay. Jets so. are going to turn this thing around, probably win the division, you know, win the Super Bowl. Mm. I mean, that's what we've been – that's what we've come to expect from Zach Wilson. Special talent. You know, we everyone remembers his pro day and that oh, crossbody throw. throw from, oh. you know, the outside hash. Uh, you know, I mean, the Packers have a huge game against the, the Patriots. This doesn't weekend. matter. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. It's like, why, uh, why are we playing? It Zach Wilson's little, back. Zach Wilson's back. It is a little upsetting. It does rob us of one more matchup of Footsteps Flacco versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Just that vintage rivalry, you know, old cool Joe coming into Pittsburgh, slinging the rock. Now, we don't know what Minka is doing. Minka entered the uh, concussion protocol yes. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Game on Thursday. Entered the concussion protocol on Tuesday. Mm. What it happens like that sometimes. What does that mean? We were talking to AJ and AQ about it a little bit yesterday, and I talked about a teammate of mine, and I didn't say his name, but he told me that he uh, would remember – turning his alarm clock off on, like, Thursday. Like, he would remember, like, basic things that he would do by yeah. Thursday normally. And when he didn't on Thursday, he decided to talk to the doctor, like, you had a concussion. And how long have you not remembered, like, doing menial tasks on Jeez. Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesday? He's like, every game. Yeah, so I was like, mean? okay, so this guy's brain's mush probably coming yeah. up. That's not good. Let's get some of those brain pills. Why would it be a couple of days later? Because of something like that or just because it's just uh, you think you had got over it already yeah. and you haven't? Is that what you think? Yeah. Sometimes you go in there, you have a game, get your bell rung, and then you kind of come back to it and you feel good. And then maybe next, next day, not so good. You still give it time because you don't want to 
turn yourself into that protocol. You want to just keep getting better, hopefully. But if it doesn't, if it keeps getting worse, maybe not sleeping, maybe you're sensitive to light or sounds and, and it keeps getting worse, you, you make that call and you make that decision. So good good, good on him for making that call. But um, it, it's a brain injury. And just like any other injury, it's unique to every player, every situation. So, um, you know, hopefully he's good. I like the fact that Minka, though, like did not want to end the game, right? No. Yeah. And we think it was the first play. By the way, the don't love it. When I say I like it, like, don't love it, okay? If he's doing serious trauma to himself yeah. and his future and his family and everything, like, obviously, don't love that. But the fact that he probably didn't even know he had a concussion, just thought it was a normal thing, we think this was the play. First Ooh, play, yeah, yeah. right knee from Chubb, right to mm-hmm. the side of his head. AJ texted me immediately upon this play happening mm. and goes, let's hope Minka's okay. Now, Minka didn't go out, right? You see Minka actually look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Minka had a hell of a game the rest of the game, too. Looked fine. But looked fine, played the rest of the way, didn't miss a single snap. But AJ seen it immediately and texted me and was like, hey, that looked bad. Yeah. Now we're on a Tuesday, he's doing it. So I think Minka was probably fighting it for a long time or had those feelings before mm-hmm. and then they go away and now he turns himself in we hope he's okay will he be playing or will he not be playing if he's playing i know zach wilson's back but yeah well make his player he went in on tuesday I doubt, I doubt he plays is it possible he was in it for a couple days and it was just announced that he was in no the protocol no, yeah. or they, they would they announce immediately he, upon him going in i think because if he goes in immediately after the game because Tomlin said he was assessed after the Browns game, but that could mean days after, yeah. hours after. What do you like? Probably right, what? probably right after in the locker room. Um, you know, probably talked to some doctors and maybe went through that impact test, whatever testing they do now. Um, and he probably cleared it. Probably was good. And then, like you said, once those because those symptoms can pick up at any point. Um, a day later, two days later, three. Did days you have later. any concussions? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You miss any games? No, dude, this fucking guy. Uh, stinger, man. It was a stinger. <laughs> fucking dead on the field. Blacked out. Clearly dead, dead on the field. Yeah. I mean, yeah. clearly yeah. dead on the field. I think we were on the plane ride home after I saw you do it the first time. I don't know how many times you did it the first time you did it. And uh, I said, you're dead. <laughs> You were dead on the field today. And uh, I was standing right on the sideline when he came over, and he was saying stinger the entire time. And uh, they were like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, it's just a stinger or whatever. And he, I, think you, I think you duped the guy that was asking you the question. I think, oh, yeah. I think you duped the guy. Jeez. He's back in there. This fucking guy's back in there two plays later. And I'm like, yo, dude was definitely just – like, I'm looking at the doctor. I'm like <laughs> – You know it's bad. So am I a bad teammate? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know if I'm a bad teammate. And then Ewall, yep. even on the plane, was like, yeah, yeah hey, man. Like, he, I think he even said, like, you're putting me in a bad position because I'm, like, yeah. being a bad friend almost to you. But, like, that is what a lot of people are doing, though. Like, to – to, I think, and this is going to go to a bigger conversation, but people judge like NFL doctors and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know the difference between the NFL doctors and these doctors that aren't in the NFL that are judging the NFL doctors? When people go to doctors <laughs> that aren't in the NFL, they're going to tell you I have a problem. Hey, I have, for some reason, this arm is just not working or whatever. So then the doctor goes, thank you so much. They leave. They Google what the fuck that means. Mm-hmm. And then they go back into their research. They come back with a full thing. Hey, let's try this. In the NFL, I'm most professional. And I'm not saying this is every single situation. But in a lot of situations, guys are purposely not telling yeah. people yeah. what stuff is. Yeah. That's because there's only a certain amount of jobs that you can do it. There's only a certain amount of lifespan that you have in your profession. There's only a certain amount of time of opportunity that you can realize, like, I'm getting a chance to play right now. And Darius, I don't know how many, but I saw one personally. I'm happy you talked about it. That was my only only NFL blackout. 
Okay. Oh, there okay. we go. So he's scary dogs. as fuck, yeah. though. It was, yeah. I mean, he was clearly it, on Jumbotron and in life. I mean, you know how they say, like, delay a game? They have to look at the clock and then look at the ball being snapped. <laughs> right. So I was watching Jumbotron, dead, look on field. Still dead, mm-hmm. and then get up, and then oh, Derek, Derek Carr was giving our sideline that, come on, come get this guy, <laughs> bounced up. But uh, that was it was similar to Chubbs actually caught a knee to the head by um forget the running back number thirty with the Raiders, but um and then went back out and finished the half. We had a two minute drive, but um like you said, Ewall, Eric Walden, our former teammate, and I was uh, and something that happens when you get concussed, you can get kind of like uh, more irritable. And, like, I was kind of like a cool head on the field, but, like, I was just, like, just yelling, just out of character. Like, so we get to halftime, and I just kind of have a towel over my head. You know, usually I'm kind of uh, in front doing the halftime adjustments and talking and shit, but I'm kind of to myself. Hammer, and Ewall actually went and told the doctors, like, hey, like, D-Bus fucked up. He not right. So then they put me in there and ended up pulling me out of the game. So shout out to Ewall because, yes, you know, my dumb nice ass guy. at that point, when you locked in, you know, it's game time. You're trying to be out there for your guys, be out there for yourself. Like you said, you don't know how many opportunities, how many plays. And it's, it's a brain. And um, it, it's better that it's more awareness on it now. But for us, you can't see it. If I can't see it, if I can walk, I can run, I can play, I'm getting out there playing. That's just kind of how a lot of us are wired. Not the, not the best thing, uh, not the right thing for your long-term health. Um, but – you know, you out there in the, in the middle of it, you know, you do what you do. Well, it's like, uh, you know, it's like live by sword, die by the sword. You need guys like that. on your, Those are the guys yeah. you want on your team, by the way. For sure, of course. The guys are like, yeah, yeah, I got a little bruise, but I'm playing through it. Yeah, my knee is swollen, but I'm playing through it. Like, those are the guys you want on your team. I think every fan would say, like, Absolutely. Absolutely. those are the dogs that we want on our team. But that same mindset could potentially fucking jeopardize a lot. It's Absolutely. like a, it's an interesting dynamic mm-hmm. that I think the NFL has to balance. And obviously they haven't done a perfect job with it. But I don't think it's as easy as, like, brain studies outside the NFL or brain. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I don't think it's, nah. it's two very different situations. But I think the NFL is trying its absolute best in there. And back, tough, to, back to Ewall. Yeah. <laughs> this is a dude that has headbutted somebody else with no helmet on. Beast. Oh, like, yeah. He, yeah, Brian he was, Cushing. He's uh, a dog. Like, most hard-nosed player probably on our team at that point. Dog. Uh, one of my favorite Packers of yep, all time. Yep. How about this? One of my favorite Colts of all time. Yeah. Just as, uh, as a human. Just, that, was, that was his role every Sunday. Hey, D-Bum, set this motherfucker the edge. Yes. Like, he was our sandbacker. Like, he was setting the edge. So, literally, that's just, like, contact every snap. Um, but uh, it, And that's the thing. With, even with the injuries, the, the body, the head, or whatever, if you ask most guys, and that's why it's such a, a fine line to tread, because you ask most guys, I fucking do it again a thousand times over. Like, they do, because it's nothing like that, you know, being out there and playing. Now, would you go out and play with certain injuries? Maybe not, but you look back on a lot of your careers, a lot of these guys' careers, and say, man, I'll go out there and do it again. Same way. You need Ewalls on the team. Yeah, dogs. I don't, not just dogs, but like also. Good people. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine imagine how Darius feels about me or the rest of the defense feels about me if I go to the trainers. I'm like, hey, I think Darius is fucking out, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't do that. Oh, uh, who told the trainers? Uh, the punter, Pat, Pat did. <laughs> Fuck that guy. What, what does that guy know? <laughs> Ewald was one of our guys. Like, he yeah. was one of our, like, leaders, mm-hmm. abs- be respected by everybody in there. So him going and being like, hey, 
this dude help him out cannot we cannot put him back out there like that's a big like i think that is awesome Speaks and volumes once again like ewall is the fucking man should get yeah. more oh, respect yeah. should get more credit but his ass is out in the middle of the fucking country right now mm-hmm. would never do media and if he did the media people would lose their fucking <laughs> oh, mind he is awesome he well, needs his own podcast at some point with concussions is it the same thing where you know like guys get fucked up but they have so much adrenaline you can kind of just play through that do you think there's any piece of that with concussions too we're like <sighs> You just have so much adrenaline that you almost don't even know, and then after the game, you know, like all the symptoms just kind of it, hit it, you. It's it's real. It's different. Every everyone is different. So you saw a tour, which they said it's a back. I think it was a fucking concussion. But hold he came on, back. So, hold on. So we do too. We, yeah. Like watching it, we all thought it was a concussion. Yeah. Easy. Then me and AJ had like a fifty minute conversation. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that Dolphins organization is already already being sued, already being investigated, already being penalized? What they would have had to do, right, to get around this protocol with the franchise quarterback with McDaniels first like I they think it's won, they be were on it early outside I mean they, they came out with the back and him never did he even get evaluated for a concussion at all like they said be outside the third party evaluated. oh so he okay he did. So he beat, they said he, he did but he was crazy. getting pissed off because mm-hmm. they kept asking about his head and he was yeah. like my back for some reason is doing something hey, and it could fucking be his back. I'm just. This is my opinion. No, we all think. Yeah, this, okay. So we this, all think the same yeah, thing. Like yeah. it looks like a fucking concussion. Right. But like for what would have had to happen to get him back on mm-hmm. the field? Like that's an aggressive move <laughs> by the Dolphins to yeah. do. You know what I mean? So it's like it's hard to. And they're investigating it. And hopefully we'll get some information out of that whole thing. But, but he, he came back and played good ball though. Like oh, that, yeah. we'll talk. We'll show one of the plays later. But he came back and played good ball. Like you said, Minka had a good game. I had a concussion one time. I was in a great game. Third year in the league, I was playing with the uh, Panthers, playing the Falcons, back of my head, knee, Tony Gonzalez, and then like the second, the last two quarters, just terrible, just, I was just out of it. Like I'm on the sideline, guys are talking to me, I'm just kind of blank and like, but I'm still playing, I'm still making the calls, but I'm just kind of like a step slow and just got killed that second half. And my teammates like, bro, what the fuck going on? Because I didn't really tell anybody what happened. You know, you're playing, so it is the adrenaline that keeps you going, but you're definitely off. So when I was watching Tua, like shit, he he's he's sharp. He's still making reads, making throws. Didn't have a ton of plays, obviously, but uh, it's it's really different. I How think, about that two minute drill against uh, Oakland at the time? I believe. What about it? How were you in that? Were you off there, or did you play well? Did yeah, you... I was, it wasn't myself. Uh, we got out of it. I think. Um, I don't think they scored, but just because I know. wonder if, like, for you, you're saying that your concussions were the same reaction uh, with the way you played on the field because think about that if one person has multiple different reactions to what a concussion is let alone what other people say, like yeah. how do we know what the fuck it you is don't, yeah. we don't we you can't don't. right we probably can't uh well hopefully we'll game. learn more hopefully we'll learn more hey that's great to hear thank you for telling us that now happy you didn't die either yeah yeah Jesus. definitely and now it goes into like the player safety even with the quarterbacks like Brady talked about it last year how you know defensive rules have changed so much because of concussions and he said it's on quarterbacks more so to put guys in spots where they aren't you know throwing hospital passes and the <laughs> wide receivers and tight ends are getting taken out yeah leading people into those big exactly. shots back in the day but it's a, they've done a great a great job of cleaning up the game. Like those defenseless players, which I hated at the beginning, you know, how you defenseless, you're running, you know, up or across the middle of the field. Like we grew up watching, and that's what separated certain receivers and tight ends from others. So I definitely hated it, but watching the game now and just seeing it, it's like it, it definitely makes it a safer game. You do hate for the knee shots, though, the low shots. Yeah. So it, it's tough to play as a defender, damn near impossible at times, but I do like what they've done, and I'm sure the concussion numbers, I- especially those guardians. Have, uh, Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Saved the day. The um, 
the generation, it was a generation, it, mm -hmm. it took a generation. Because I think, like, the guys that were learning in high school to, like, hit, hey, strike zone, shoulder pad, like, I think they grew up, and all their big hits were basically taught with the same penalty. Yeah. So I think it took, like, a good seven, eight years for it to really become. But the vision, I think, of the rules being changed is working out. Like, oh, yeah. You, these younger guys seem to still be able to make bigger hits yeah. naturally, where yeah. guys back in the day benefited, got more money. Mm -hmm. Their yeah, team won. Up, won awards. Won awards. Yeah, they were highlights on commercials. Highlighted, promoted, yeah. more popular than ever. <laughs> they were taught to lead with the middle of their fucking forehead. Yeah. Right through the face of somebody. Mm -hmm. Like, that's going to be tough if your entire life you were taught that, just to change it. We saw James Harrison, obviously, yes, right. struggle with it in a big way. I Clay assume, Matthews. Clay Matthews with the sacking of the quarterback. AJ, I assume it was not easy for him to fucking change it because he's like, this isn't a, what you, it's not, it's a weapon. Yeah. No, what yeah. Are you talking about? Helmet is classified as a weapon. Yeah. Cause you fucking use it. From Ohio. <laughs> like that's how AJ was taught to play football. He's the all time leading tackler for the green Bay Packers. So let's assume that he and James Harrison aren't the only ones that is, but then the guys that grew up, like you're Darius big, Leonard. These are, yeah. Darius Leonard is like straight with the arms every single time. Basically yeah. these younger safeties, it feels yep. like they have a better read. Now you're going to see, what is that called whenever they adjust their uh, – when the wide Strike zone? No, no. It's called like uh, – they describe it as something on TV every time the commentators talk about it. When somebody's head goes from here to like here. Yeah. And then it's like within a bang, bang. Changing it, levels. Yeah. They, they, they use it as some – there's some very – See, that's impossible to avoid. That's – yeah. Yeah, that's impossible. So I think like sometimes those still happen because those mm -hmm. guys, there's really nothing you can do. But it feels like a majority of the guys these days now are like actually – And you see guys a lot of times just pull up. And just like not like just completely because I mean that's in the league is you're not getting ejected like college but you're getting a letter you know I hit that hit on Thielen I got a letter on Wednesday 24k <sighs> so that next time you have a similar situation for some guys other guys may be like fuck, fuck you know fuck it but for me like eh. I, I understand what you're saying. I put a tweet out that was like 30K, you know? <laughs> and then I, I had another one lined up. Twitter finger? Eh. Uh -huh. No, I fucking hit say, yeah. <laughs> Run it back, pal. Do it's it like, again. I dare you. It's just like the intent, like especially with the level change. Like if Threaten a full is... game check, dude. You should have heard that conversation. Dirty I mean, piece. obviously that's classic for a tweet, dude. All right. All right, bro. It's not real life, dude. Damn. Anyways, Old what were you going to say? Threatened. It was threatened, yeah. It was fun. It was a good conversation. A few words. Old frog equipment manager was standing right next to me when it was all going down. We walk away. He goes, you are a madman. <laughs> you are a madman. I'm like, I don't know, man. It's, when you get fined like $40,000 by, uh, by the Indianapolis Colts for an, a, a definite public intoxication, alleged swim. Sure. And then you get fined 180 bucks by the city. You know, you're, you're kind of, <laughs> yeah. the way you feel about money all of a sudden is just like, oh, I worked my whole life to get here. And it's just like, they just take they it. crush you with it. It's like, yeah, fuck it all then. That was for the, in the training room, the yeah. WWE one. Yeah, the football one. Yeah. 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 Worth it. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. I mean, for the whole story of it <laughs> yeah. all. Now, I mean, I'm fucking under. Picture still lives. Sanctioned matches of WrestleMania. Worth what? It. This thing happened. Yeah, yeah exactly. Bang. You know, I mean. Shout out to the Colts for that, by the way. Shout got, out. Got me that as a gift. That was the Colts, huh? Shortly after WrestleMania. I think so, yeah. wonder how much money that cost me and the other people in the city. All right. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I didn't realize I was Colts. <laughs> okay. There's some more news around the NFL. Uh, let's go to Cleveland. 
Miles Garrett was involved in a non-life-threatening accident, uh, one car, single car accident the other day on Monday. It kind of came out of nowhere, scared us all to death. Now, whenever they said non-life-threatening, I think that puts some people's minds at ease about it. For everybody else, anytime something's described as non-life-threatening, you assume that there's going to be other injuries that are pretty serious. So thankful he's alive, but middle of football season, will he be able to play? Now we're learning more information. Mary Kay Cabot uh, is reporting that the Browns' Miles Garrett suffered a sprained shoulder, strained biceps, and cut his hand when he flipped his Porsche. No concussions, not ruled out for the Falcons game. He's, uh, Mary's told that he will try to play. Mm-hmm. Now, we also have body cam footage uh, mm-hmm. from an officer or a firefighter that arrived at the scene. Uh, this was posted on Cleveland.com's YouTube, and it's Miles Garrett and is, is in much better condition than we could have fathomed. A six foot four, 275 pound defensive player of the year favorite in a Porsche. Remember how much room is in a Porsche? Crazy. If you've never been in a Porsche, Think about how much room is in a fucking Kia. Yeah. It is the same exact type of thing. Getting in and out of this Porsche for Miles Garrett has to be damn near impossible every time he drives it. He has to be laying down completely. This thing allegedly flipped numerous times. They said it was a wet road. Looks rather dry here on this particular video. Was avoiding an animal. He obviously has a, a torn up t-shirt. Uh, he looks to be very coherent. He's sitting straight down. And while you're watching the beginning of the video, you think to yourself, can, can Miles Garrett stand up? Because his legs have to be almost underneath the goddamn hood of the car in a Porsche with how tall he is. And towards the end of this video, he gets up, walks away. So he seems like he's in much better condition than we could have fathomed. That's great to hear. Yeah. yeah. We haven't gotten a complete update on the passenger who was in the car with Miles Garrett. We'll keep an eye on the news cycle for that, but goddamn, you the hear news. Miles Garrett's in a Porsche and the car rolls over Man. a bunch of times. You, your immediate thought is, and I think we can, I might be able to get to the shout out Sharon Township. There he is. Yeah. So he's a little bit rattled, probably. Car just flipped over a bunch of times. Holy There's shit, I'm alive. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Hand sliced, and then he just walks. That's fucking awesome to see. Yeah. Yeah. Great to see. And she was moving her legs too, which is also yeah. good to see. Good to see. Situation. Yeah. Scary situation. And, you know, puts life in perspective real quick when something like this happens. This was just going home from work, maybe stop somewhere, maybe going somewhere, middle of the day, middle of the season, worried about nothing but football probably in life, and a car rollover, an animal can get in your way, and you can almost fucking die. So remember that. I, I assume Miles Garrett will have that perspective yeah. on a lot of things because there's probably moments where he was still inside of that car when it was flipping upside down where he was thinking, oh, I'm, I'm going to fucking die right yeah. here. This is it. So let's remember that whenever we see somebody else go through it, we're happy he's okay. But I think your first reaction was the same as mine. Miles Garrett's a big body in a Porsche. Yeah. He had to get fucked up. Seems like he's okay. That's wild to me. Yeah, he great looks good. I, obviously, he's a... He's a monster. So that was the first thing I was thinking. Big, you know, big man, little car. But he had a passenger. She looks, you know, good too. So obviously those Porsche got some good, uh, good airbags and shit in there. So did you see? Do, do we have the photo of the car? Because before we saw the video of Miles walking, we only saw a picture of the car. In the windows, obviously, there's no room. No, in no, the windows, at it's all. just there it air, yeah. There's no room. It's just airbags everywhere, and a seat is jammed in there. Yeah, that thing's crumbled. And the windows are like this big. And, you know, these cars are fucking, they're, they're low, low the ground. because yeah. they're supposed to be performance. You know, like, hey, this is built for performance, not necessarily for as much comfort, even though some cars try to do both. Rarely is the case successfully, which is why Tesla fucking just mm-hmm. yeah. 
killed everybody. Right. Slaughtered. Tesla just killed everybody. <laughs> hey, our car is faster than your car. Uh, it runs by itself. It's easier to maintain. There's no gas. You plug it in at home. Uh, here's the patent for it if you want to create your own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Unbelievable that that care. happened. I'm a big car fan. Never had a Porsche, but happy to hear Miles Garrett's okay. And let's remember life, you know. Hey. Yeah. Cam Newton. Anyone? Remember what happened to him? He missed some time. He, like, I think he got a concussion, broke his arm. Yeah, was that his shoulder? Shoulder, maybe. Yeah, yeah he was in a uh, SUV or something. Yeah, yeah he was pickup in a truck. truck. I think souped up, right? It was lifted. Yep. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I think Thursday. his his car almost fell off like an overpass yeah. or something. Ooh, like it was shit. really scary. I'm always interested about this stuff too, because you know, like the the common term is you know these guys. Every NFL game, how many car crashes you get into? He's trying to play on Sunday. Like I wonder how sore he he's going to be going Miles, in. Yeah. Once yeah. play against Falcons. That's right. That was in Mary Kay's uh, wow. report. Here's Cam Newton's truck on an overpass, completely Sheesh. topped. Wild. So, like, where is he sitting, you know? Yeah. That's what I always think. Like, modern Marvel, where was he sitting that his head yeah. isn't? How is he just okay? Seriously. I almost got a car accident one time. My car started spinning on 70 because of mm. snow. I'm going, like, 55, 60 miles an hour. Go to change lane, but there was a little bit of slush in the middle one. Caught one of the tires. I started mm. spinning on the road. Jeez. While, oh, yeah. while I'm spinning. Oh, dead. Good run. Oh, I'm dying. Yeah. Car ends up just stopping on the side, facing forward. It was almost like a movie. And I just sat there and my hands just started like shaking. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I was fucking. I'm back. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. People are passing me like, are you okay? I think so. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Hit the gas. I'm going to get in the right lane. Yeah. yeah. Go Slow 25 down. miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. 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 This six-hour drive is all of a sudden uh, maybe 10 to 12. <laughs> yeah. Is it funny, too, after something like that happens, you lower the music down? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Got anything to. out? Music going down. <laughs> Concentrate. Yeah. Steady these hands. Oh, to hearing your heartbeat for oh, the rest God. of the drive. <laughs> I couldn't even imagine what was going through Miles Garrett's head right oh, there. Man. Yeah. Scary shit, man. Who knows how fast he was going. People would dive into it. He has a Porsche. It doesn't appear as if there's going to be a lot of people on the road. He almost got a terrible, terrible, terrible story yeah. told. Seriously. I mean, hopefully it doesn't affect his Bro, season. If he, if he couldn't get up there, like we'd all be like, yeah, that makes sense with the, the rollover. You know, like I, was watching that, I was watching that body cam. I'm like, he's sitting down, and his legs are just perfectly straight. I'm like, all right, can oh, he shoot. fucking move his goddamn legs right yeah, now? Like, are we paralyzed. doing that? And then when he stood up and walked away, it's like, Thank All right. God. Like, I was watching a body cam footage. Like, get up, Miles. Yeah. Get up, because we hadn't heard anything. And then he did. It was like, fucking, all right, good news. Could have came, could have went. Who knows? Uh, 18 NFL games have been decided by three or fewer points. Okay, this is a big deal. This season is having a, a good one. Tight hey, game. this season's having a good run right now. Sunday Night Football, not as... As electrifying as I think everybody could have imagined. Great punting, though. Hey. Oh, yeah. Stop great punting. Corliss Waitman actually got AFC Special Teams Player of the Week uh, with his performance in Denver. Shout out to Corliss. I actually got a chance to chat with him a little bit on uh, Instagram. Dude, dude's the best. He murders footballs. Crushes. Very Absolutely good. murders footballs. I'm very happy for him to be in Denver. But the NFL's parody is very real. It feels like guys don't know if their teams are good or not. It feels like people are buying into the gimmick almost that they're an NFL guy and their team's supposed to be good because life's a lot better when you can post than you're a winning team as opposed to a losing team. I wonder if there's a little bit more accountability nowadays because it seems like more eyes are on everybody. Is that why some teams aren't as bad as you would think they are? Is that why you think teams are getting a little bit better or am I completely off base with that? Man, I don't, it's, 
it's so early. It's so early to make judgments, really. You know, teams, oh, no, don't, even, yeah, teams don't even know who they are right now, really, because you come into the season with a game plan, with, with a plan for personnel. Guys get hurt. Wilson gets back in the lineup. So everybody's going through different shit. Right. Russell Wilson, shit. Well, he figured it out in Denver. So so many moving parts right now. But none of it fucking matters because the Miami Dolphins are at the top of every private ranking right now, undefeated. I That's think the Eagles matters. are at top of a couple too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's not get crazy. Uh, you know, it's my other team. Those so, two. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, both your teams. <laughs> yeah, the Chargers. Yeah, what happened with your Chargers? Ta- injuries. Injuries, man. It's tough. I think no excuses, no explanations. Yeah, they're fucked. Uh, they might be nah, bad. if Herbert's still playing, we got a chance. What about their left tackle? They have yeah, some of the best pass out. rushers in that division. Bose is out right now. Everybody. Yeah. Keenan. JC Jackson. Keenan's coming back. Okay. We got to get Echo to do his podcast yet? We need to. He unfollowed us. He's on Twitch. He unfollowed me. We had to cover your Twitch, too. What you fucking want? Yeah, it's not our fault. We're going to act like it didn't exist. It's literally in the internet. You're talking about everybody on your team's health. What are we supposed to do? Give us a breakdown. Sorry about it. Sorry about it. I don't want to change topics. Kind of out of nowhere, D-Butt mentioned Russell Wilson. I'd be (laughs) remiss if I didn't say. And we are not getting paid. You know, this is not an endorsement or anything. Russell Wilson has this... Dorsal fin aerobi football. I know it's early. It's only what September, almost October. If you're looking for a gift for your kid, your spouse, anyone for Christmas, go buy one of these things. The dorsal okay? fin football. The, the Russell Wilson dorsal fin aerobi football. Mm. I don't know if you can see this. He trains with this thing going into the the season. You can actually shift the dorsal fin. If you're left-handed or right-handed, you could switch these fins around. <laughs> Pat and I were chucking this thing around before the show. This thing is fucking awesome. Is Unbelievable. Is I Yeah, it, I mean, not only can – it says you can throw it up to 100 yards. We don't have the I full capabilities uh, to test that in here. But I swear to God, as <laughs> soon as the show ends – I'm going out into the field over here, <laughs> and I'm going to throw until my arm falls off. Mm-hmm. I love this thing. If you have young kids, be careful. This is very hard plastic. So if you don't throw a good spiral and you catch it a little weird, your kids are going to break their fingers probably. But, yeah, you can see this. Russ can huck this thing. He's playing with his buddy here. Again, we are not being paid to talk about no. this, but they sent it to the office. I didn't think they'd ever make a better Vortex football Russell Wilson found out how. So is that better than the Nerf we grew up with? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Darius. Oh, yeah. Come on. It whistles, too. That is not better than the Mike Vick Nerf ball. Hey. That is not better. What's going on here? It pains me to say it. What's going on here? It really does. Foxy, have you fucking hucked this thing around yet? I haven't. I haven't even seen it been hucked around yet. Get your mitts on this thing, okay? (laughs) The Russell Wilson Sonic Fin Dorsal Fin Aerobi Football. They get retails for sixteen ninety nine, very reasonably priced. Too. Got a signature on there too. Got a signature, yeah. And as you can see, it used to be in Seahawks, you know, Seahawk green, blue, or whatever. They got the Broncos <laughs> colors now. Hell yeah, let's ride. Let's ride. This long, thing's awesome. How long did we throw that thing earlier, Ty? Uh, I don't know what time we both got in here about Six. eight and threw it until the show started. So four hours, <laughs> yeah. give or take. How many bruises and cuts on the My hand? hands hurt bad. <laughs> like, they're beating up pretty good. You're going to need to get some Vaseline, some Gloves. cocoa butter. 
Definitely, definitely some gloves. Yeah, gloves, but, cutters. But we're talking about no, I don't think cutters. I think you no. need to wear those gloves. Construction. That, that kid from Montana. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. Like some gardening gloves. Yeah, there some thicker ones to really protect yourself. There's a lot of hard plastic on that ball. A lot of hard plastic. Throwing a brick. I don't it think it looks like it should be dropped out of a B-52, not being thrown <laughs> around. The that's because you throw bombs. Yeah, yeah, that's actually what we said. And you have to be careful because if you don't get the right trajectory on it. This thing fucking comes straight down like a mortar. It does. <laughs> and it will break fingers, mm-hmm. wrists, Bye. hands. Bye. You took Valerie's face off earlier. I did. It takes a little bit to control it, figure out how to kind of throw it. But once you realize, like, oh, I need to fucking shift the dorsal <laughs> fin because I'm right-handed, you got to figure it out. Changed. All right, let's move on. Okay. I saw Russell Wilson and PFT have a conversation last night. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. He's got a great new commercial, doesn't he? Well, PFT was just – was that a commercial? I thought he was just trying to have a convo with Russ. That was a convo. Yeah, it was just a conversation. Mm-hmm. But I think the dangerous sandwich is something that it is, is coming out. Yeah. So I think, I think in turn it will be a commercial, but it, I watched a conversation between PFT and Russell Wilson on the internet last night, personally. Did you see this convo? Absolutely not. It's cold. Sure I would it seek it out. Yeah, you may mm-hmm. want to check that out. I would seek it And also give me the also dorsal, the dorsal <laughs> football. Well, hey, bro, hey Broncos – Find a ways to win some ugly games. Maybe they do figure it out with the with the dude. Okay, do so maybe Russell wasn't throwing the ball as well early in the season because he was used to practicing with performance enhancing fins on a fucking mm-hmm. ball right. all off season. Because it definitely does. When you change those fins, night and day, it really watch for the walls if you're throwing inside. Yeah, you change those dorsal fins. All of a sudden, a ball that was turning over one way is turning the opposite oh, direction. Darts. Hard. Yeah. Hard backdoor slider near that rim. So we're actually thinking about doing like a well, like a fifteen thousand dollar giveaway if you can cool. get that thing in the vicinity of that backboard. <laughs> <laughs> It'll break the backboard. It will shatter the glass if you yeah. hit it. To, it in, it's going to be spot. impossible to hit the backboard with right. it. But then follow up if it does hit it, no more <laughs> backboard. Yeah, exactly. We're it's not playing so basketball cold. anymore. So I hope it's worth it. Hope you're donating a new backboard if you <laughs> win mean, that money from us. But the Broncos, we we're talking about the Niners looking like they suck. And being like, is Jimmy G really? I mean, there's people talking right now on, I think it was RG3 on Monday Night Football <laughs> Countdown. was like, you all were telling me that Jimmy G was going to come back and his team was going to be better. I was saying, I don't know if that's the case or not, but you all were telling me that Jimmy was going to make the Niners offense just like what they were in the yep. past and immediately better, much better than Trey Lance. And RG3 said, I wasn't saying that. And I actually thought to myself, like, pretty <laughs> solid take right there. Yeah. Everybody was saying that this offense was going to be much better with Jimmy G yep. in there. They did appear to be for one week. Mm-hmm. Then last week against the Broncos, they looked fucking terrible. So that led to even more questions. Like, is Jimmy G that big of an upgrade all of a sudden on this team? Which we're not saying it. We're just saying this is what the reaction was naturally. And I'm only saying that for conversational purposes right. in this entire thing. Was McDaniel the real genius behind the run game? Because even mm-hmm. their run game wasn't popping off. So take Jimmy G out of it. Even the run game wasn't working. And then we talked to AQ yesterday, and we're like, are the Broncos' defense just not getting enough credit at all in this entire thing? Like, are the Broncos' defense a fucking team that's going to make a lot of teams look bad? Is that what you're thinking and kind of what they're settling into? Yeah, their defense is really good up front and on the back end. But that secondary, Sertain, Kareem Jackson, Simmons, uh, like they, they got players back there. So, um, I mean, great defense, but um, offensively ugly. Russ did put a, a, a nice drive together at the end of that game to get points, which was the difference in that game. They flipped the switch here. Yeah, they yeah. flipped the switch. He, he went he, like some vintage Russ, like the biggest play on that. He, he scrambled out to the left under pressure, made a big-time throw, mm-hmm. uh, I think the Sutton. But um, it, it's ugly right now, but they're finding ways to win, similar to kind of the Chiefs start off ugly, but they were still winning ugly early Miami. On. 
Yeah, so mm-hmm. you, hey, a win is a win in this league. We know how it is. You can play great. Lions play great for however long and then end up finding a way to lose that game. Classic. So you'd much rather Classic. win an ugly one than the Broncos. But uh, defense is really, really good. So I'm um, interested to see how, they, how, how much they figure it out. The teams that win those ones are normally the ones that go. Yep. Like winners win is like what people say. Like, yeah, winning, winning teams win, dude. Sorry yep. about it. Which is why the Colts win was so surprising. Because mm-hmm. like the Chiefs are normally a team that win that type of game. Mm-hmm. But instead... Stone Cold Chris Jones says, "That was oh yeah, direct quote. disturbing language that has no place in professional football." Now Matt Ryan heard what he had said. I think he was one of the only people on the field that heard what he said. It was it was being directed at him, and he just turned his John Deere tractor driving ass right around. It was yep. walking right off the field. Yeah, uh, punt team on the field entirely. Quentin Nelson in shot. So I don't know if he heard exactly what he was saying, but he didn't see like Matt Ryan react as yeah. if it was like a thing and get involved. The entire Colts were off the field. Punt team was on the field. Hold the fuck on. Can't have it. First down. Colts run drop. Happy the Colts won. Punt the Colts yeah. won. Sure. Got a great photo that unbelievable. We'll all have for a long time. Yeah. With Jelani Woods, the six foot seven dude. By the way, this Dog. guy is a dude. Big, big he, dude. He made a couple catches in traffic. Like, oh yeah. Not just. Even the, the, touch the two touch, like he is, he might be a fuck. Let's throw the ball to him. Yeah. Hey, there's our weapon. We didn't have a weapon. We got a Found weapon. One. Found. We got a weapon now, which is great news. And the photo of that happening, like right in front of our faces, basically yep. is awesome. It's it's majestic. But that whole abusive language to win a game, and we've talked about it now three days because I think this is important. Yeah. This can't become a thing. This could. I think the refs have to realize the moment too. Yeah. And I know, like, in that particular case, that is a subjective ruling. Right, because the ref found it to be disturbing mm-hmm. language. Absolutely. So that's a subjective ruling. And I know that we don't always want subjective calls in a game, but I think in that type of moment, people have to have a yeah. little bit of situations or situational here. Yeah. This cannot be the reason why the fucking third and long, going off the fourth field, quarter. fourth quarter, five minutes left. It's like, are you, you're, we can't have the refs deciding <laughs> yeah. subjectively. The game literally yes. in the balance. Like, like you said, if that's first quarter, you know, nine minutes Got left it. in the set clock. The All right, we're going to set the t- Yeah, we're going to yeah. set the tone for this game, but. To, 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 man, that, I couldn't. I couldn't believe it. And like I said, I was happy because it, it worked out for the Colts. But that's sick, man. For Mahomes and the Chiefs not to get that ball and you know get the chance to run the clock out. That's uh, that's terrible on, on officiating right there. It doesn't feel like the Chiefs are that worried about it though. No, no, no it's just like the Bills. Yeah, it's like yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of the Bills, Josh Allen did his first weekly hit or second weekly hit with Kyle Brandt in Kyle Brandt's basement, mm-hmm. and they got a chance to chit chat about Josh Allen's penis. Being grabbed in a football game. (laughs) You're fiery yourself. At one point during the game, Josh, you're getting up from the pile, and you are pissed. And you get a flag for it. What happened? Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, I think uh, anybody with two eyes can uh, understand what was going on under that pile. Obviously, I let the emotions get to the best of me. But there are some things that I didn't uh, appreciate down there uh, that, that was going on. And. Um, we'll make, we'll let everybody make their own judgments for that. Um, you know, I, I apologize to my team for putting ourselves in a, in a tougher situation. Um, but it is what it is and, uh, we'll move on. I know I'm going to probably get a fine for that, but I hope they kind of look at some other stuff too. Well, there's a lot of other stuff. The player in question said after the game, quote, with alpha males, that's how it goes. Do alpha males grab each other's groins on the football field? Uh-uh. Uh, not typically. And that's, you know, it is what it is. He's a, he's a competitor, and that's just kind of he, – he's been known for that um, going back to college. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I, 
I should know that and shouldn't let it get the best of me. But sometimes, like, it, it just does. You know, sometimes you see red and, and things like that happen. But um, I'm not here to make any claims or throw anybody under the bus. Um, it is what it is. I shouldn't let the, let the emotions get to the best of me. All right, so he acknowledged that his penis did get grabbed on a football field. Yeah. Yep. Hard. He acknowledged that he shouldn't. Have, he told his teammates, "Hey, I, very important there. Also, fifteen-yard penalty is huge. I, I do apologize for that." How often does that happen, indeed? But I've been in the bottom of, uh, I think, two piles in my career. One against the Cowboys. Returner fumbled it. I was in the area. Pile starts. I'm outside a pile. This is before the pull-off pile rule. Yeah. Know that films on. Got have to be in. Pile. <laughs> Jump in. If Get I'm in not there. in pile, <laughs> I'm big ass. End up with my hand on ball. In pile. Find ball, okay? Don't have control of ball. Have hand on ball. Start giving a little. Oh, my God. Somebody started. Yeah, 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 yeah there was yeah. a full. There was a full. And I'm like, oh, 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 all right. I'm not probably going to get this ball anyway. So I kind of get weaseled out to the end of it. And then another one, I was nowhere near. I couldn't even feel it. But they say in those piles it gets disgusting and underneath things like that. How true is that? Is that, is that blown out of proportion? And then when you hear things like this, everybody's like, yep, that's what's going on in a pile. Yeah. That's not happening, right, in every single pile? From, from my experience, unspeakable things happen in piles. And okay. rightfully so. You okay, know, so the, this is no, a normal. The ball yeah. is the program, all right? Now, I don't even know that specific situation, but if that ball is loose and it's a scrum, you got to come out of that ball by any means. Um, now, I, you know, that's not something I would do, but you get up under a pile with, with Eric Walden in that pile, like, that ball, we, we getting that ball. So you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> we okay. getting that ball. Outside of that, though, you don't you don't hit the you don't hit the family jewels you don't hit the nuts. There's one player in my entire football career that intentionally hit me in my nuts, and we still not good to this day. Oh, Harry is? Douglas. Oh, wow. I see Harry every week. Yeah, on TV. I didn't know this was so. Me and Harry, we need to have. Where's my camera? We need to have a conversation. But um, Harry, Harry was the only player that that ever did that intentionally. If but you could sack you know, tap him, does that make it even? What's that? If you could sack tap him, would it make it even? What well, was that's it? Kinda, was it? That's kind of what it was like a little slick one. So it was like after a play third down, we got to stop and then going off the field. And he kind of like hit bop. Back of the hand? Yeah. Wow. So then I'm, you know, obviously I go, but the refs, you know, they, they catch the second guy more times than not. So um, you got penalized? Uh, no, they just kind of broke it up and let it go. You know, had some judge, judgment call. Good job by the uh, refs. Hey, Big East you know. refs back in the day were pretty good. Oh, yeah. They let there was, guys go. There was like five of them that made it in the NFL. Do you nice. know that? I don't know. I didn't how. know that. So, still? Uh, I think there's a couple guys still left. Damn. Yeah, but when we were in the Big East, mm-hmm. the whichever guy gives me the ball, I should know who that is. Back judge? Nah. Ump? Ump. Line judge? I, yeah. I don't, I don't know who the fuck it is. Hey, One of the judges. Shouldn't know who it is. I talked to most of the refs anyways. Like, I, I enjoyed speaking to the refs. Just, I felt like it was always good. Any sport I played, I always felt like. Need to have a relationship with the ref. Sure. Wasn't always great, though. I, I mean, I abused those relationships every once in a while, you yeah. know, with some things that I said. But the ref would give me the fucking ball, you know, every kickoff. And this one guy, he's from Mass. He was from Massachusetts. Had a Massachusetts accent. Good guy. Good guy. Cool guy. In college, good guy. Something would happen. Like, let's say I missed a fucking extra point or something. This guy, fucking ball, <laughs> motivational speech. Come on, Pat. And then, like, walk away. And I'm like... <laughs> Hell You're yeah. the only person saying that right now. Like, I, I really, everybody else, appreciate that. including myself, have told me that I should never do what I just did again and maybe disappear. So I appreciate that. Good, good interaction between my, then like second year in the NFL, I think, I'm standing there for a kickoff, like opening kickoff of the game, and this guy's waiting with the ball in front of me, and I like grab it, and I didn't even look at him or whatever, and he goes, good to see you. And I like look up at him, I'm like, 
Oh, shit. My God. <laughs> made to the men's league. Man, yeah. fucking congratulations. Yeah, I gave him like a congratulations yeah. before kickoff. You know, they're not even winding the clock yet. Me and this fucking ref are giving a, a fist bump to each other and everything. And he's like, good luck out there. But I'm like, good to fucking hear you again, man. I appreciate it. It is cool that. to see those, see those refs just There's, pop up. We used to practice with, with Big Ten refs out here for yes. like um, preseason. And sometimes you'll see them get bumped up to the big boys league as well. I was I would always talk to the back judge, you know, hey, you know, just let us play a little bit, man. All right, just keep it clean. Hey, I know you're talking about like us grabbing. You see what this guy, he's grabbing mm. a little bit. You know, I think we should just let us both. Yeah. Yep. Always got to work. Love it. Got to work. Got to try. Got to work yeah, the refs. I love refs. So good. And, and shout out to the refs too. Nobody wants say, to yeah, be refs. No. But this year I would say they've kind of stayed out of the way for the most part, at least, you know, looking at it from – a macro standpoint, because it was weeks where we were talking about the refs every week, every big game. So outside of that Chiefs one, I'm sure there's a couple other ones, but they've been doing Sterling a pretty good Shepard. job. Yeah, Monday night. But, yeah, the but still, not as much to Darius' point. Yeah. yeah, and that was happening like every other game. Every, yeah, yeah, every single week on Monday, there had to be something addressed. Hey, to Darius's point. Congratulations. Let's go, refs. We appreciate it. Yeah. Well, you got a strike. Hey, they were starting to say that these fucking refs stink everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> They're saying not just in college football or right, the NFL, right. but you're talking about internationally. They got VAR, made the game worse somehow. These refs got blinder in other sports and including in the NFL. And we're wondering, why don't we use more tech? Hey, these guys fucking stink. And all you hear from the ref contingency is, no, no, no. We don't need more tech. They don't know what it's like. We're in the game. A human error is a part of it. We're a part of the game. And then they want to work, it seems like. Yeah. This offseason, it feels like the NFL refs, they heard our claims. They heard our chance for their demise. They heard us calling for them to be eliminated from the fucking sport almost. Robots. They also heard us talk about, yeah, robots and technology. And maybe even microchips in the balls. We don't even need these fucking chain operators. The chains have made it to the streaming era of football. Fucking underdog story of of all time. That the chains are still being used on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Boom, right there. That was awesome. That was wild. That was pretty cool. That was the future meets the archaic past, yeah, yeah. which has to be able to be changed. And the NFL ref said everything everybody's saying is valid. Okay, let's get Sterator out of here. The guy that did the little butt, little butt dance into, mm-hmm. into old cousin. Cassius Marsh. Cassius Marsh. <laughs> let's get the old hags out of here. These young guys, you guys sucked last year, okay? But you got one year under your belt, and we're going to go to work this offseason. We're going to be on Zoom calls. What? We're going to be doing camps. Why? We're going to be talking. We're going to be working. Why? We're going to be getting better. And when the NFL season comes up, guess what? Nobody's going to say anything. Nobody's going to say anything. You know no why? Because we're going to be good. And we don't expect compliments. No, we're just doing our job out there. <laughs> offensive linemen. We're the offensive linemen of, of the game. Of all officiates. We're bigger offensive linemen than offensive linemen when there it comes is. to getting credit for being good. That's yeah. right. Congrats to the NFL refs. Hard work paid off. Thank you, Strike. Thank you, refs. Your hard work paid off, refs. It's a long road. It was. A lot of work. To get here is a long road to look back and say, hey, thank you, referees, because it really was bad last year. Oh, yeah. And the year before. And, and the year before. before that. And the year before. Because last year, remember, we were talking to Pereira. Yes. And we're like, are we realizing these refs suck more now? Or is this status quo? And Pereira's like, this is pretty, pretty par for the course. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it just hasn't been covered as much. You know, yeah, normally guys suck or whatever. It's like, so maybe right now we're in the golden era of referee, uh, officiating in the fucking NFL. And it was the last year of the point of emphasis. Now it's a point of clarification because it's almost as if, you know, we've moved past that era and it's like, hey, we just want to clarify illegal contact. And it hasn't been that big of a problem yeah. so far. Evolving. Yes. Self-awareness is coming. Come on. A little bit of work. Now, the 15-yarder that I was on the benefiting side of Mm -hmm. uh, in the Coach Chiefs game, like, can't have it. Can't happen ever again. Can't have it. But if we know anything about this crew of NFL refs, 
they'll be able to learn. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe you start wearing earplugs so you don't have to listen to the trash talk on the field if it's going to upset you. Yeah, stay on the porch. Bingo. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Keep your ears on the porch, earmuffs, mm-hmm. if you don't want to hear what the men are saying to each other in the middle of the men's league. Frank Reich. Yeah. While competing crazy. for food on a fucking table for their family. Okay? Can't have it. It's a great sport. It is. All time. All time. Uh, live on stage with me here at the FanDuel Thunderdome. The Toxic Table at Boston Connor at Ty Schmidt. Congrats to the Yankees winning the AL East. Hell yeah. Last night, they locked it down. Aaron Judge had four walks. Huh? Four walks. What? Four walks. What? Four walks. What? This guy is unbelievable. What a good eye he's got. Aaron Judge can see the ball better than everybody else, able to take four walks with records being broken right on the precipice of his life. Congrats to the Yankees. Honestly, this is a big deal, I know, for you guys. It is, yeah. Shout out to the Yanks. Now the real season starts, you know, because that doesn't mean shit if they don't win the World Series. And fucking pitch to Aaron Judge. Quit yeah. Oh, they're not the pitching to him? I mean... I shouldn't say they're not pitching to him, but it's one of those things where I think people are getting pissed. Like, he does have a great eye, and once he starts pressing, like, he's not just going to start swinging at pitches out of the zone because he's close to breaking this record. The big issue is guys behind him are, like, one for 31 in the last however many games, so there's really no reason to pitch to him. Is this how you beat the Yankees? Possibly. No, because that's kind of the caveat, is the Yankees have been very hot in, like, the last 10. They've been winning but it's like they can keep walking him because the guys behind him aren't punishing him for walking him. Once guys behind him start hitting and they score more runs, it's like you can't just oh, that's give him baseball. a free base. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because you've got a lot of people yelling about it for good reason because everybody wants to see history, and we're not – who knows how often we're going to get to this point right. without every player just – you know, sticking every needle that's possible into their body. Exactly. Which they should let him do. They used to be able to do. Not opposed. Let them juice. Let the boys juice. <laughs> I want to see home runs. The boys juice. I want to see fucking walks. We want to see dong shots. I want to see guys that are as big as possible hitting the ball (laughs) as far as possible. And I want to see the most runs possible. I'm a fire tech. You're not the only one, man. You're not the only one. Yeah. Because, you know, baseball's ratings were the highest they were ever in the history of watching baseball when dudes were walking into that batter's box. Sweating out sandwiches. What? Chewing gum that boosts their testosterone. What? Oozing with horse steroids. Hell yeah. Seeing the ball better with the HGH. Like Ted Williams. Had better hand-eye dexterity because of the same HGH. Mm-hmm. Had the capability of drinking something else that was able to get him around any drug test or whatever. They were creating that with uh, old Balco down there. Yep. There it is. And then those balls were fucking gone. They're like Russ Wilson's Sonic Finn nerve football. We're reading some reviews of that ball. A lot of people don't agree yeah, with don't what Ty was saying. I fucking hate that ball. <laughs> what the hell? It sucks. <laughs> Give it a chance. Don't buy that. It is, it is uh, the worst ball of all what time. What are they saying about it? it? They're saying it's just, uh, well, here uh, they are. No. Oh, uh, oh, how oh, quick. Come, come back on. Yeah, you, you guys. Those who never played <laughs> catch with this ball, how yeah. quick they had it up on that screen. Uh. There's a one-star review. It's been we don't out for a while. Now we oh, no. do not know. It, it has been out for a while. Remember, it had Seattle Seahawks colors there for mm-hmm. a bit. We do not know if this is a review of Russ's ball or not. Okay, wow. this could be the back room sabotaging the ball because they <laughs> didn't get to play with it earlier. Right. Yeah, July 26. So when I saw 26. the Russell Wilson infomercial and YouTube video, I couldn't wait to get my hands on a Sonic fit. Okay, 
So this does appear to be about the Sonic thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> it should be ideal for 12-year-old grandson who throws a football in the park almost every day. I pre-order immediately and got it ahead of schedule. Boy, was I wrong. Boom. Any 8.3-ounce ball or even a rock will travel just as far as this joint. There it is. I even had several young athletic dads give it a throw. Oh. Same result. It never really levels out in a spiral as shown in the videos. The only way this thing is going to travel 100 yards is to fire it out of a cannon. <laughs> Don't waste your time. and your money. This thing is a wow. dud. 85 people found that to be helpful. Yeah. Obviously, one of them was entire me because we fucking love Love it. this thing. I will say, this guy may be onto something. Very, very <laughs> tough to throw a spiral with this thing. But very when you tough. do. When you do. It is a moment. It goes. This ball is golf. It is. This ball mm-hmm. is golf for football throwers. If you fancy yourself a pretty solid football thrower, go ahead and pick this one up and try to figure this one out. Now, it's probably going to ruin every other ball that you're going to try to throw. True. But when you throw a spiral with this one, you get the same feeling as you just m- mash a drive into the fairway. You get the same feeling of bearing a long putt because there's going to be a lot of duffs and duds and yep. chunks and misses where when you're playing catch with this uh, – dorsal fin ball from russell wilson and that's what keeps us coming back doesn't it you know it does it just it's it's so much fun throwing this thing around i haven't even switched the dorsal fin to the left hand and try it maybe i'm throwing it wrong maybe with the dorsal fin we're lefties like i was in baseball Mm. exactly and also you know what they're not saying on here you kind of get the best of both worlds if you like baseball this thing you can throw a fucking slider you can throw a curveball with this thing every time yeah it's not just going straight like you can tell your buddy hey no we're not actually just standing eye to eye throwing this thing i'm gonna need you to line up 25 yards to the left this thing i'm a fucking and you're gonna change the dorsal fin dorsal fin so i'm gonna throw it to you once over there and then I'm going to need you to line up 25 <laughs> yards to the other side. And we're kind of just going to go and back the, and forth. The dorsal oh, okay. fin's like spider tech. Yeah. You can go further. You can go less. You can really get the little stick on that thing, make that song bitch really break off. Darius Butler's here. He didn't get a chance to throw the Russell uh, Wilson dorsal no. fin ball, did you? you get a uh, chance? Yeah, I threw it a couple times. I'm, I don't want to be on the catching side of that throw too much. I, uh, it comes in hot. You got to catch it right. So Ty it, may get some pictures sent to him. It is like a little lawn girls. dart situation. It is. I mean, it feels like fuckers. you're only throwing. What? Ball it stinks. fucking stinks. Yeah. Let's just call it what Somebody it is. bought one because Ty said how much you loved it. How do you feel, Ty? <laughs> how do you feel, Ty? Somebody tweeted us and said, hey, Ty, with what you just said, I'm buying my kid one of these. You feel oh, good no. about yourself now after what old Cuzzy said there? He said, what a great idea, and it really does just hammer home that I still <laughs> got the selling juices. Oh, yeah. so, oh, you feel good Best Buy. You want oh, to go yeah. back at the Best Buy. It then. never leaves. Never leaves. <laughs> the ball was tough to throw. It is. It's tough to catch as well. But, again, you know, it says on the thing, it's an aerodynamic training football. This thing isn't for just every layman out there. Recreational. Exactly. Russ is using this in the offseason to get prepared for the NFL season. Okay? So, yeah, your 12-year-old grandson might not be able to fucking spin this thing 100 yards. I'm sorry. All right? Joining us now is a man who might have played with this dorsal fin ball, and that's the true cause for why his fingers are the way they are. Yeah, it makes sense. I don't think it's for catch. No, it's not no, for no, anything. No, 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 no. What's good about the football? Nothing. So it whistles. The whistles. There's a pretty cool whistle, and that's like the when you finally throw a spiral, and that thing whistles, and it starts to float. You're like, did it? Yeah. 
I beat the game. And when you do throw a spiral, you can make some pretty sick, sick. catches with it. Ty had a nasty up one hand because the size of it's rather small. Yep. Do not expect you don't expect it to be as small as it is. I think because that uh, Michael Vick Nerf ball back in the day, pretty good size. Felt like a real football. Had to be so you could throw it far. By the way, because the heavier the thing, the further it can travel. That ball's awesome. This yeah. this ball kind of smaller which means you can just go ahead and snag that thing out of the sky. And when it whistles, it feels good. But joining <laughs> us now is a man who's probably played catch with this. That is why his fingers are busted. You're not supposed to play catch with it. No. Uh, this guy has uh, basically dominated every facet of life. High school, he had 31 tackles in a game twice. Jesus. He's a college football national champion. That's pretty good, right? That's awesome. 31. Oh, Florida, anybody in Florida doing that, you think, in high school? Uh, probably. Sideline to sideline guys. Willie Williams, first linebacker in Florida that comes to mind. He was – Man child. Yeah. They were showing videos of Derrick Henry the other day. <laughs> oh, so awesome. Him running in high school against people. It was awesome to watch. What do you have? Just people running miles. into him like a movie. Like, bing. Yeah. Yeah. Like all high school, basically. Cornette ones, too. Also awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're saying that they said he would score three touchdowns. Right. Then he'd score four touchdowns. Right. Then he'd score five touchdowns. Right. And I'm like, no way. And they're like, then he has six touchdowns. Right. Like, and like seven times, I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine going to a game where a guy scores seven fucking touchdowns oh. in one game? I guess that's happening in high school yeah, football. Yeah, he looked like that motherfucker. And he was in a smaller division, too. So it wasn't like yeah. he was in, you know, five, six, seven, A. He was in like two A. This him. dude had two touchdowns, 31 tackles <clears throat> in two separate games. College football national champion, Super Bowl champion, lover of the dorsal fin Russell Wilson throw football <laughs> thingy, A.J. Hawk. Yeah! Hey. What's up, dude? All right, so I was connected. I have no idea what the hell the dorsal fin ball is. I thought you were talking about the Amazon ball that Russ had that sweet promo for. Okay, Russ wasn't the only one that had the Amazon ball sweet promo. If you do recall So that this was- is a Team 4 exclusive ball? Team 3. Team 3. Yeah, I mean, yeah Team 3. My bad, guys. <laughs> the whole crew. I'm sorry, all of them. Jeez. Team 4. I don't know if you can see it. It's actually Russell's John Hancock right there. Oh, okay. And got a little QR code. I love it. Yeah, I you- had haven't got a chance to check out what the QR code leads you to. I'm going to do that right after the show. I assume right to the website, you get to take a selfie with Russell Wilson, Ooh. and you can buy one of the dorsal fin balls. Best of both worlds. Did you see They've PFT talking to Russell Wilson last night on Twitter? <laughs> uh, yeah, I've seen it. People have gotten pretty creative with Russ's uh, Subway commercial. Not sure on like the mic situation and commercial. chewing and all of it. Just is kind of awkward. Commercial. TikTok, uh, on my bad, I, I guess Russ just telling us how much he loves this, this sandwich he has, not a commercial. Okay, so I haven't seen the commercial. I only saw PFT having an actual conversation with Russell Wilson yep. uh, yesterday, and mm. the brain on that fucking guy. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, I assume, I assume a lot of people had seen the opportunity to do that video. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, I do not hang out in the parts of the internet that would have that need to because it seems like magic can be made in there. PFD did that the best that it's ever been done. Is that the best that that style of thing has ever been? I assume it is. Most likely. Are, are you going to run it? I don't know. I don't want to get a fucking strike. We should yeah, reach out. Team three will we'll rip it down. T- yes. Right. There's a lot of people that could you potentially give us a strike on that. Subway. It's only, get, it's only great pub, though. It's a great pub it. for all of it. Yeah, I need to have the danger, danger witch. Is yeah. that what it's called? The Danger Witch. It's not out yet, right? Oh, yeah. Super spicy. It's out. He said it's, it's, a, it's after secret show. still. Right. If you still want them. What? Six of those what? sandwiches. They're out. Yeah, is that what Gertie's oh, eating right he say? He said it's in the vault. It's a secret, though. What is? It? I thought it was like beta testing. Well, that interview might have happened weeks ago. True. We don't know when PFT interviewed Russell Wilson there. 
You know, right. we're not just came out. You're right. All right, let's talk about some news, AJ. We <laughs> talked to Darius Butler about this in hour one, and I assume you were a man, especially because you're from Ohio and you are who you are with your traits and toxic thoughts <laughs> at all times. At the bottom of a pile, okay? I've I'm only- never grabbing dongs. I'm never showing things. I'm not doing anything like that. Okay. <laughs> okay. If that's the question. Like, and it didn't have, it didn't, like, a couple times it was awkward and we we're like, man, I just got to hold on to this. Or like, you're there and some weird lineman is like trying to maybe forearm you in the ribs. But no, no one is plugging butts and, and pulling dogs in there. Well, never heard the first Not one that before. I've been a part of at least, but everyone does say, oh, a lot of things happen under there. So that was my question to Darius, actually, because I'd been in two piles. One pile, I got my hand to ball. As soon as hand got to ball, though, I started getting like chop. Like there Someone was bite you. They bite your tricep. No, there was like this fucking like <laughs> chop coming at my like oh, yeah. wrist and at my wrist and at my arm, and it was like, oh, you know that game that people play like punch from like oh yeah five inches. I'm yep. like, how is whoever the fuck? Because who knows who the fuck that was? Yeah. How is this person generating enough power in this <laughs> fucking thing? It feels like he was sawing through the, my bone. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to get the bone. Like, you got it. You can almost like see my shoulder like just, all right, I'm out of here. Uh, the film shows that I dove in instead of getting out. I almost got the ball. I have that story forever. Uh, they ultimately end up getting it. Let's get out of here. Then another one, it was like quick. I was on the outside. Nothing happened. I talked to Darius. Darius said he and Ewall, who you also know, and we, we spoke glowingly of Eric Walden's. Head and hands, man. Ewall setting the edge. Bomb. Head and hands. That dude is setting awesome. Setting the edge. Yeah, setting the edge, yeah. Yeah, he's yes. going to do it. Uh, he's an incredible teammate. We talked about that. He actually reported that Darius was definitely knocked out and not just had a stinger like Darius was oh. telling everybody at the halftime of the game. Yeah, good friend, too. Like, we talked about how awesome he is. Uh, but Darius talked about how he and Ewall say, hey, if we can get the ball at the bottom of this pile, we're going to get it. Is that, is that a common thought everywhere? Because yes. I naturally hear, like, oh, it's going to get nasty under there. I was under there, a guy I felt like was going to break my arm. But the dong grabbing and <laughs> butthole plugging, you're saying, like, there is rules. Yeah. There's codes of There's conduct. kind of like code. There is code. Like, a lot, of, a lot of athletes do kind of have code. And you're right, like, chopping your arms, doing whatever it takes to get – don't even think about reaching your hands near this ball if Ooh. your team has that ball. Then your guys are going to be all over guys like you. But I just – I don't know. Maybe it's a different time. Maybe they're more into that now they're, and they're finding any orifice they can to try to get them to let go of the ball. But no, at least when I was there, I don't remember it happened a bunch. There's probably a couple humans through the history that did it, right? And yeah, just I like, think it's hilarious, yeah. Well, like in hockey, there's guys that will cross-check somebody right in the back of the head still. Hell and yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. hey, this has been out. Like, there's always going to be people that probably yeah. take a little bit of something and go beyond it. There's always going to be those types of people. What I think we are realizing here is there is shit in there, but the grabbing of the dicks is not just every human's doing in the bottom of a pile. This is not standard operating procedure, like alpha males in the Stay bottom of a pile. away from the jewels, man. Yeah, can't touch dicks, I guess. And who knows? Maybe, I mean, you know, this could be like a compliment <laughs> to Josh Allen. Guy's got a massive fucking hog, and that was just the first thing thought about. It thought it was his arm. Yeah. Exactly. Thought it was his arm. It's like, oh, shit, you know, Josh Allen's got a 16-inch penis. I Where, where's the ball? There's his arm. <laughs> yeah. Found his arm. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Found his ball. arm. Right. Hey, maybe the ball's got to be close. Maybe he's <laughs> blinded. Yeah. Yeah. Can't he's see like, in the pile. Oh, there's his arm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Possible. Oh, it's man. possible. That information is from Kyle Brandt's basement. If you had a, dy- a dark visor on, you never know. Uh, Johnny, let's pivot into a completely different conversation now. Serious. This is going to be very serious. And um, I think this is good for the entire country to hear because there is a story that is currently captivating the southeast of our United States of America that the entire world <clears> kind of <throat> has their eye on because of what storms in the past have done 
uh, to cities and towns all over the East Coast. From the South, obviously, we all remember New Orleans, all the way up to the Northeast with a couple different hurricanes that have made their way up there. And obviously, Florida potentially gets decimated every single year, it feels like, full rebuild with these hurricane storms. I'm from Pittsburgh, went to school in West Virginia, live in Indiana, have no clue what the fuck a hurricane is, have no idea what the normalcy of it is. This one, the way they're talking about Hurricane Ian, seems to be one of the biggest assholes of all time when it comes to hurricanes. Uh, Gradually broaching a Category 5. Uh, as of yesterday, it was like 500 miles wide. 170 mile an hour winds were cooking off this morning. They have a, a, a path on it where they think it's going to go, but nobody really has a clue. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of captivating the sports community as well. This weekend, a lot of big games in the area in which Hurricane Ian could be going, although they say it's not easy to predict the direction of a hurricane. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers actually evacuated Tampa Bay, went to Miami, which is interesting because at the time of the decision to go to Miami, Hurricane Ian was closer to Miami than it was to Tampa, but I guess the real shit's about to come. Uh, joining us now, beat reporter for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to allow us a little bit of insight on what life is like, not only as a resident of Florida right now in the area in which Hurricane Ian could come, but also covering a team that has already had to evacuate just a couple days before a Sunday night football game. Ladies and gentlemen, Rick Stroud. Hey, Rick! What's going on, bub? What's up, guys? Yeah, you know, these hurricanes, it's, it's uh, with apologies to game day, you don't want this coming to your city, you know, and, and it looked like it was going to be a direct hit uh on on tampa bay and it has moved a little bit south but communities like punta gorda and, and sarasota not that far away uh, are going to feel the brunt of it what is just a massive storm we don't uh, normally have these kind make landfall in the west coast of florida but this one's going to for sure okay rick we appreciate you joining us in the middle of this i assume there's a lot of planning and conversation going on with everybody around you let alone the buccaneers on the move as well so your job Strenuous. You're born and raised in Tampa, right? And I know Florida, yeah. we got Darius Butler here who's from South Florida, and we got to talk to him a little bit about it. And once you get off, we'll continue our conversation with him about what life is like in Miami, where it's, I think they're warned of it on a regular basis. Like, hey, a hurricane could come, a hurricane could come. This one, it feels like is very real, but Floridians are kind of used to this type of stuff, or is this one being treated differently down there? I, I think that, you know, on the west coast of Florida, like I said, they're a little more rare, and, and it's been 100 years since a direct hit on Tampa Bay. Wow. Um, I hope everybody's taking it seriously. I mean, we see a storm of this size. It's hard not to. I think most of the people have had mandatory evacuations along the west coast. Um, they've heeded those warnings, and, and they really should because you're talking about storm surges that will wipe out entire communities on the coast. So uh, I know that uh, everyone in my neighborhood, I'm, I'm very much inland and pretty safe and high and dry, so to speak, but they've all taken precautions and, you know, boarding up windows or whatever you got to do. And uh, you either hunker down or you, or you evacuate. And we're not in an evacuation zone, thankfully, but it's been very stressful. You know, uh, people uh, do some panic buying. They, they, uh, they run out of gas up around here pretty easily. Um, there's just a lot of things that go on, but, uh, you know, like I said, uh, somebody's going to bear the brunt of this. Unfortunately, I, I think that Tampa Bay might be spared a good portion of it. And, um, that's, that's kind of what's happening right now. Uh, before AJ has a question and I apologize, I have to elaborate on this. I just learned what storm surge is. Cause I think that's probably common conversation down in the hurricane. That's just when the ocean is picked up and fucking moved onto land, right? That's basically what that is. 
That's it, man. You know, you're, if you've they're ever They're saying like 16 a, feet. They're saying like 16 feet this fucking thing is just yeah. moving on the land. That's, yeah. is that everywhere? Yeah, well, in, in, in certain areas around the eye wall, for sure, as it comes ashore. And, and what happens is, and it's really bizarre, even in Tampa Bay right now, if you're near the bay, uh, if you've ever been on a beach and you see the waves, you know, the sand gets sucked back into the ocean. Well, right now, off of Bayshore Boulevard in Tampa, you could walk out there hundreds of yards because there's no water. And that's scary because all that water is being sucked back in and then a storm surge is going to come. And, and if it is that high, um, you know, anyone's been to the beach and gone over a causeway, you see the bay there. Um, those, those communities along the coast are going to be effectively underwater. And, and that's what's really scary if you don't evacuate and, and then the loss of property and all of that is devastating. Um, Charlie hit here uh, many years ago. It was not, it was a category four, but it was a smaller storm in terms of its, of its width. This one's a monster compared to that. So I can't imagine the damage that will come from this. I just hope everybody took the right, right precautions. Rick, what about the, the families of the players, coaches, staff, everybody there? Are, are they, did they take off or what are they doing? Yeah, you know, the Bucks uh, chartered several planes, and, and they made sure that anybody that wanted to come would come uh, with them to Miami. They did that on Tuesday. Um, you know, and, and Miami, at that time, the storm was far enough away that if they chose to drive down there, they could do that too, whether they uh, – some were caring for elderly uh, parents, and, and many of them have kids. Even pets uh, have made the trek down there. Yeah. So it's a very unusual – experience but as long as they know their families are safe uh maybe they can concentrate for those few hours a day on uh, preparing for a football game that right now looks like it might be played in tampa on sunday night we don't know it could be someplace else we've heard you know things like minnesota and, and whatnot but uh they're doing the best they can it's just not a normal circumstance to have to relocate during the week for a home game why'd they go to miami you think that was already in conversation that was the easiest conversation easiest move and because when they moved to miami when did they go down there because i think if it was when it was reported hurricane ian was closer to miami than it was to tampa so like us looking outside it was like why would you go to a place that's still being affected by it but i guess because it's moved past it's moved on that's what they were banking on yeah, I think, uh, you know, at that time, the track was more towards Tampa Bay, so they wanted to get out of Dodge. And, and I think that, you know, they felt on the uh, on that coast, on the east coast of Florida, there wouldn't be the impact that there is on the west coast. It did track south more southerly than it, than it expected. Um, they're still able to practice today, uh, and I think that they'll be okay. They looked at, uh, I guess, a facility in West Virginia that teams go to sometimes, and, and that would have been fine, except it's too far away for some of the families to travel in some cases. So Miami, you know, the Dolphins are playing Thursday night at Cincinnati, so their facility was available, and it was very close. I think it just kind of all worked out the best logistically. Ty, your question for Rick Stride. Yeah, Rick, so you mentioned, do, do you have any idea when we'll know if that game's going to be played Sunday night? I know they kind of said that they're they're waiting as late as possible. Um, when do you expect to know when and where that game will be played? I think they'll have to make a decision probably by Thursday or Friday, um, simply because you're talking about the possibility of, of, of more travel involved there in Miami. Um, you know, some of their families are there. They got to make their way back here as well. Uh, so really, I got to believe within the next 24 to 
I don't know, 30 hours or so, we'll, we'll know where that game is. If, once this storm passes, if Tampa Bay is spared, there'll be a lot of emergency people that will have to go to the area uh, to help out uh, clean that up and, and, and secure it, uh, whatever communities hit, because Punta Gorda and Sarasota are not that far from here. But if they have the, you know, the manpower in terms of, you know, uh, safety and, and, and police and all that to put on a game in Tampa, they'll certainly do so. And uh, so we should know something here, I think, by maybe the, as early as this time tomorrow. It just depends on where that storm eventually lands. Rick, all of our positive vibes to everybody down there. Uh, we appreciate you stopping in here, trying to clarify some of our questions on a, a grander scheme because we're a bunch of ignorant stooges. And uh, good luck, boss. We appreciate the hell out of you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, Rick Stride. Yeah, Rick. So that's the unpredictability, right, of a hurricane. It was originally supposed oh, to go yeah. there. Now it's turned a little souther. Um, obviously not great for the cities that thought they were kind of not in it. Now they're in it. Mm-hmm. But there's a chance that could change again. South Florida, is it just like always on watch or is it just always a potential? Like- oh, I mean, you know, hurricane season. Um summertime maybe june to november or something like that but um you kind of know and then every year every couple of years i say it's one that kind of gets more hype and it's bigger has more wind has more things more dangerous but you're pretty used to it on that east coast but like he said i didn't know it's been it hasn't been a hundred years yeah. you this know, since, category five yeah or since it hit the west coast of florida so it's, it's much different for them than it is for us but you're always somewhat prepared like you know houses a lot of people have you know their shutters so People start putting up shorters. Like you said, panic buying, buying a bunch of things. Um, so it's crazy down there, but the South is more prepared. But um, like you said, Punta Gorda, what was the other one, Sarasota? Yeah. Man, yeah, stay safe down there. In the surrounding areas, of course. Hey, but. storm surge is the real. AJ, did you know what storm surge was? I didn't know until last night what storm surge was. And it feels like Floridians, they just say it as if it's just like a normal thing. Well, the storm yeah. surge is really what we're keeping an eye out for. And it's just the conversation moves on. And I'm like, what? Excuse me? What is storm surge? And it's like, uh, it's when the ocean just becomes bigger. Is that technically when it hits landfall or what? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, when all that storm crosses over and all, bam, it hits land, and then so that's when it really does all the damage. Because there's tornado. Is there so just natural? As somebody who's up, yeah. not from the area and have never been down there with, when it happens, they always it's the same description from the sky as a tornado that we experience over here in the Midwest. Obviously, Oklahoma experiences it in a different fashion than Iowa. Everybody, but I've I've grown accustomed to the tornado life here in yeah. Indiana because it's potentially happening and a couple have hit up and down. But from the Doppler, it looks like a pretty similar thing. So is every hurricane a tornado, but then you just add in the ocean yeah. is a tag team partner of the tornado? Well, most, most hurricanes, they'll have tornadoes pop up like within them, but they aren't like, you know, open land out here or in Kansas or somewhere. They just go and just demolish it for minutes or hours. Like it'll probably be a, a, a tornado that pops up for 15, 20 minutes. Um, this is a visual of the storm surge. But um, outside of that, it's just a lot of, lot of wind, obviously, a lot of rain, a lot of debris, Damn. shit flying around. So it's a tornado with the ocean. Well, and he mentioned it. I didn't even think of it. But right? from being down there, the causeways, because like, those are low, close to the ocean. So if this thing is getting up to 16 feet, like, that's just, that is crazy. Like, there's, yeah. there's really nothing you can do to, I mean, all what's that a tsunami get then? Wiped out. A mass wave, a huge wave that ma- makes land? Like, what's, what's a tsunami? Earth- How is that different? Earthquake? So I guess, I guess the Doppler is the difference, right? Because I don't know if a tsunami has a. No, it doesn't have. That's. It's just so when a monster like Rogue Wave smashes into. Wave, I remember yeah. when it happened a while back, yeah. And what do they say? That's the moon, right? The moon is what creates yeah. the waves. Tides. Yep. And, 
Yeah, and the tectonic stuff. Place. What happened to George Clooney on the boat? Was that a hurricane? The perfect storm. That was the perfect storm. That was three hurricanes submerged in the water. Oh, no. But so that's what happens with these two. So, like, while this one's coming, there are other ones that are forming that you, you got to keep an eye on that can come in. So you can have a hurricane come, and then a couple weeks later, another one can come through. It doesn't happen often, but when it does, you know, it can get ugly. That's a different know. worry. That's a different yeah. worry that yeah. not a lot of people have. Like, yeah. in Pittsburgh, we get flooding. You know, because the amount of hills, so there's always there's flooding. So, like, flash rain is a problem with flooding. We don't really get tornadoes because of how hilly and mountainy everything is. Bridges. So we don't get that. Uh, bridges, I guess that is a natural disaster. The collapsing, sorry. The, well, yeah, that, that, that is a man-made thing. But mm-hmm. where I come from, there's not a lot of, like, earthquakes aren't happening over there. So then I moved to the Midwest, and it's like tornadoes are a thing. And my introduction mm-hmm. to tornadoes is just like, yeah, you just kind of look at the sky and hope it hits another neighborhood. It's like, okay, so you can't control it. Go right. downstairs. You seen one yet? Yeah, go downstairs. Yeah, exactly. You What's, seen a tornado? Heard one, heard one. Haven't seen okay. one. I heard one, though, come well, through the woods. I hope, I hope you never see one. Yeah. Me but, um, too. Everybody got their shit. You got earthquakes, West Coast, you got blizzards. Yeah. West Coast yeah. got code is different. fire, I think. Oh, yeah, that's why fire. building houses down there, you got all that code. You got to build them like they got to be hurricane proof. And that's why, yeah. like D-Butt said, those houses have the shutters that they know they're going to put up when they, or they can just close them up and lock them. Yeah, all somebody sent me a tweet. windows. A, mm-hmm. a guy yeah. sent me a tweet, and I asked you, this dude's from Pittsburgh, lives down in Florida now for like 20 years, and he was drilling in uh, metal, I think, to cover mm-hmm. up his windows. Those are shutters. Are they, does everybody just have those when you buy your house? Most like, people have them because you don't want to be in a situation where you got to go yeah. – at this point, and try to find some. And if you are, usually you just got to put some plywood and just put it over the windows. Yeah. But some houses are built with almost like shutters built in, so you just close them, open them, and then like mine, I have them in the garage, just throw them up. But you gotta gotta have them for worst case scenarios. Even with impact windows, you know, you still it's just something about seeing that glass or seeing a piece of metal covering that glass. I'd rather that piece of metal every time. But it's yeah. definitely scary, man. As a kid, crazy as it sounds, we used to love hurricanes. Cause it was just crazy wind, cool. rain, and then for 30 minutes when you get into the eye, it's just like a normal day. You go outside, run around for a few minutes, and then that other side of the eye comes through. But um, and that's when safety, it's a, that's when it's as serious too, right? So I, oh yeah, because we always hear about the eye of the storm. I think tornado has one as well, mm-hmm. but the eye of a hurricane seems to be a lot larger, a lot bigger, yeah, in a lot bigger time. And Darius said that it is like a perfect day or whatever. But then when it comes back, it's the hardest. Mm-hmm. Like the other side is going to be harder than it was even before because that's the or damn near the same exact because the core of it is where yeah. it is at its strongest. That's what Rick was talking about. That eye wall. Yeah, that, the that's eye where the storm is like most powerful. White right outside of that eye wall, but when it hits land, that's it starts to lose steam. You know what I mean? It starts to lose steam. So oh, like the fast, yeah, the faster yeah. the the hurricane is moving. I think Zito put it up. They move from like what fifteen to sixty miles per hour. So you want it to kind of go, you know, quickly over you. You want it to go 50, 60 miles an hour. You, nah, you want it mm, somewhere in that middle. But you don't want to. You don't want that eye to sit over you for a while, and then because you know that other side is going to be ugly on the other side. So man, it's wild. It's wild, man. But evacuate. When they tell you to evacuate, a lot of people, a lot of Floridians especially, because like you said, this is an every year thing, and a lot of people are kind of like, oh, yeah, whatever, I'm going to hunker down. The whole storm system may be five to six miles high and 300 to 400 miles wide, although sometimes can be even bigger. If typically moves forward at speeds of 10 to 15 miles an hour but can travel as fast as 40 miles per hour, the term hurricane is usually restricted to the Atlantic and Northeast Pacific region. Okay, so we don't even got to dive into us <laughs> yeah. saying that we 
we have hurricanes, other people don't. Yeah, it don't never either. happens in the Northeast. <clears throat> That's why Sandy was so devastating. Like the Northeast, I feel like gets the nor'easter, like blizzards, not the hurricanes. So was that was that Cat of, uh, Five? Then I guess is it, it Sandy? Yeah, the one that can make it all the way up there has to be Category Five. Is that the one that shut down New York City and they had no power for like a week? Yes, yep. and I think okay. it hit pretty close to. Uh, That's where it started. I thought it went up. The, did it not go up the? I think yeah. I feel like that one hit, hit first, like North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, I wasn't sure and where. It went thought, up the coast. I thought yeah. that's why it was a bigger deal because it hit mm. so much further up the coast. Zito said eight different countries have to deal with hurricanes. Is it? No, just Sandy. Sandy hit eight different countries. Sandy was Damn, a problem. Seventy billion dollars worth of damage. So oh did God. Sandy go up north, up there to the uh, Iceland and Canada? It says Caribbean to Canada. Oh, the Caribbean. So they were down Sorry. here. Yeah. Jeez. So they went up the entire side. This one's coming. The land slows it down, though. Yeah. That's kind of a bank. Like, once, people yeah. bank on that. Like, hey, once it gets to land, it will hopefully slow down. Yeah, but if you, like Rick said, if you're on that, like, you're right on the water, like, shit don't matter. Well, and That's if it bounces back out, does it gain steam? Because yeah. we were talking about Ian going across Florida and then going back out to the ocean, then coming back in at, like, Georgia. We would like everybody to be safe. Yeah. College game day. Is it still in the path of Hurricane Ian, which is they're calling the nah, biggest? No, you're good. One? No, no, it's still. AJ. I think you're good. AJ. Hey, how scared were people 500 years ago? You have no idea what the hell this is. Bro, how about the eye of the storm coming? Oh, oh my God, we're good. And then, oh, it's beautiful. Oh, we're about, what the fuck, dude? And then the <laughs> next time it comes, like, don't celebrate. Remember last time we celebrated? Yeah. <laughs> they brought the hard, the shit to the. Like, how many times did it happen that they were like, all right, nobody's allowed to celebrate anymore. Everybody fucking into your caves, into your holes, whenever it stops. <laughs> they, fucking... prob- they probably had a better beat on it back then than yeah. they do now. Darius. Do you think so? They knew it was coming. They could probably, probably smell had, it coming or something. Darius, do you know how many people died during hurricanes back in the day? I mean, they millions. obviously worse well, equipment. Million? I don't know if there's but, millions of people you know, back in the day. How many there well, there would have been if the, well, the how hurricanes far back? didn't kill them all. I mean, South Carolina is still directly in its path there. Oh, yeah, yeah, but remember... People who know more about hurricanes than I say, there's a chance this thing moves. Yeah, when it hits land, it'll it'll slow oh, down. Oh, it's going right back into the fucking. I, I mean, say it, I saw Jim Cantor trending, right? Yeah, and there was another guy that was out there too. It was Steve Wiseman or something? Mm-hmm. Donardo, Donardo's son, Jeffrey. Easy. Joe Nardo's dead. Bite your tongue, AJ. Does he have? I, Wait, I would so guess he has offspring. I, I would assume they're Emmy win, winning weather people. Jeff Donardo. It's like Steve Irwin's kids. They just carried on his life. There isn't yep. nepotism in the weather game, pal. You either can we read the Doppler. Nepotism. We want nepotism. We want Al Roker Jr. We want Jim Can- Jeff yeah. Cantor. We Fuck want every- Al Roker. Like referees, kids. <laughs> Got shit his pants on TV. <laughs> Listen, he's on TV every fucking day for 45 years. There's a chance you're going to let a little fart with poop out, dude. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right, Al Roker Did does really? his absolute best. Did that really happen? Come on. Probably. Come on. Did he run off set like Joe Pa? What happened? <laughs> I didn't see okay, it. Basically. Listen, we know what happened with Joe. Yeah. Joe's butthole said, it's time for karma. Come around. Mm-hmm. We're a little poop out. Yeah. I can't hand. remember. Was Joe Paul wearing Depends at that time? Or was that later? I know he was coaching with Depends so, on, so he might have been like, ah, oh, poop my diaper. I got to go change it. We'll ask AQ next week. Anyways, rest in peace, Joe and Nora. Rest in peace, Joe. Appreciate you, Joe. I wish Joe was here to let us know if game day is going to be okay or not. <laughs> He'd tell you. 50% chance. Dude. Zeta, don't listen to what fucking AQ says. Oh, AQ's golf tee times were affected by Joe DiNardo misreading a Doppler one time. Get out of here, Joe dude. was just messing around, too. He was, you know, on hole one, teeing off. 
and there's nobody out there because he want to play golf. <laughs> That's like when uh, when cops just abuse the siren when they want to get through traffic. Yep. Joe Nardo wants tea time and it's all booked up. Uh, 92, 93% chance of rain today in this particular part of town. Sorry about it. 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. <laughs> Sorry about it. It's going to start at like 9.15 a.m. <laughs> to about 11.20 right Noon should open right up. Should Batten be down the hatches. Stay in your house. Joe Nardo wouldn't do that because he was an honorable fucking doffer. Right, right. That's right. Integrity. Uh, nonetheless, yeah, still planning on flying into a hurricane to do game day this weekend. Excited about it. Got to fly out of it, too, because Sunday <laughs> or Saturday night, right here at the Thunderdome, college football prime time with the Pat McAfee Show. I, I believe we're all going to be a part of it. Oh, yeah. I don't know if everybody's travel plans have been uh, figured out. <laughs> you looking at me? Yeah. You talking? Oh, I thought you were looking at D-Butt or something. No, yeah, I plan on Dog being there, of course. Me. I'll be there. Let's go. Here we okay. go. Okay. Even oh, without cool. Ohio State playing. Have a couple surprise guests to calling in. Really? Well, I think. We got one at least locked in. Obama? Okay. President Obama will not be calling in. Don't sleep on Barry O. You've been. Yeah. Davo? <laughs> I forgot about Z. Yeah. Z has, is an impressionist. Yeah. Anytime Obama gets mentioned, Z goes right, in, right into his impersonation. But, yeah, Saturday night should be a blast if I get here. Right. Yeah, we'll see what happens. You'll be here. Well, oh, put that thing back up on Instagram. How do you know? I'm not Joe Nardo. Good vibes. This is awesome, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Good vibes. I got good energy. Good vibes. Yeah, I'm thinking about flying in a hurricane, but... It's from windy.com. That doesn't help. Yeah, this is Windhorse. <laughs> oh, this is Wendy's website? This is yeah. Windhorse. That's right. Sponsored Can by Can you zoom Helms. in a little bit? It's going right... I mean, the center of the path right now is, I believe, where Clemson oh. is. Go down. You got to go down. Left. Up. Where's the eye right now? It's like right in that area. It's about to hit. I believe uh, right in that area. Yeah. Tampa. Yeah, Clemson. There it is. So we're in the middle of that thing. But the game's still scheduled to go, right? Of course. As of now. Death Valley. Do they have any backup plans? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not high enough on totem pole. Hmm. I've let some people know, though, about my concerns. Sure. About like, hey, you know, I think any other game day, I would have been able to just hang out in the town for the entire day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is literally... Go out, fly back for a thing. Don't love flying out of natural disasters or into them because a lot of wind is dependent upon whether or not you yeah. fly. Yeah. We've yeah. done it before. Yeah. Foxy and I reminisced yesterday about uh, flying over a tornado in a tropical storm. Before. It was wild. That was a lot of fun. Well, it's not like there are any other good games this weekend for college football. It's really just Clemson and NC State. That's the thing. All right, dude. <laughs> what does that mean? There's a lot of good games. Several good, <laughs> There's high like four, profile well, matches. Four or five. There's a lot of it. Good. I haven't seen the slate. Is it good? Yeah, yeah. Ole there's Miss, a lot Kentucky, of good games. Baylor, oh. Oklahoma State. Yeah, Iowa, Michigan. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot of good games, but Clemson, okay. NC State, two top five or top ten teams. Mm-hmm. NC State yeah. in the top ten for the first time in a long time mm-hmm. should celebrate the shit out of that. Yeah. Phil Rivers, you NC are. State grad. Boom, stud, Mike Glennon. NC State grad. Boom. Mm. Ever heard of him? Jacoby Brissett. NC Boom. State grad. Boom. Ever heard Chuck of him? Chuck Amato, old coach, big old barrel chest, sweet shades on. Boom. Hell yeah. Jimmy Super V. Tan. Jimmy V. Oh. NC State coach. That's where uh, Jimmy V found his fame, obviously. Boom. And for the Jimmy V Foundation. So Russell NC State? He was. Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. NC State. Boom. Boom. Top 10 for the first time, long time, taking on Clemson. And might, hey, it's NC State team. Coaching staff's been together a long time. Culture's been instilled for a long time. It's going to be a battle. Clemson, I don't want to say they're gettable right now, but 
This isn't the Clemson that everybody has uh, recalled from recent history. That's just a steamboat here. You know what I mean? Just went to overtime with Wake. A lot of points. Yep. The coordinator left after he'd been there for a long time. The dude's a legend. Venable's gone. He's now with Oklahoma, head coach and them. They got a brand new defense that seems to be flying around. Yeah. I mean, it, this is probably, in NC State's mind, they're thinking, it's the highest we've been ranked, and we got a chance to go get Clemson right now for the first time in a long time. Yeah, see, That's why it is a huge game. This is a huge – I am not underselling the game. I'm excited to be in Clemson. I believe they have a Hall of Fame introduction happening this weekend in Clemson for somebody that we know. Nice. So, like, uh-huh. I think it's going to be an awesome – it's potentially an awesome weekend to be in Clemson, and, I'm, you know, I'd be very lucky to be there. That being said – Selfishly, would also not like to fly into a fucking hurricane yeah. or out of a hurricane. Seems like they're telling people to leave that area. Right. I'd be one of the only people in the, in the country flying right into the I middle of it. it. That just seems like an interesting mental hurdle. But I'll get over it. I'll get through it. I'm sure I will. Well, and I think that's fairly reasonable, fairly sane. You know, not a whole lot of people want to fly into a hurricane or fly out Cantor of a hurricane. Cantor does. Of course. But you're not Jim Cantor. He's Bingo. Different. If, if, we all, if we all wanted to fly into tornadoes and hurricanes... Then why the fuck would Jim Cantor be Jim Cantor? Imagine his ass standing in the middle of the stadium. <laughs> Fucking the thing going, I got Clemson by a thousand. And then he just gets fucking sucked off the screen. That'd be awesome. Oh, oh man. No. Last thing he ever does. Uh-oh. What's up? Easy. Uh, What's up? He comes right inside of George <laughs> Kittle, I believe Trico said the other night. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you talking about? We're talking about sports. Let's go uh, to another incredible sports story. Uh, have you seen the video from Cleveland.com of Miles Garrett? Body cam footage from either a firefighter or a police officer. Somehow, some way, Miles Garrett has a uh, cut on his hand, uh, separated shoulder or something mm-hmm. like that, strained biceps. Yep. And a couple ripped T-shirts. Yeah. Somehow, in a one single car accident rollover in his Porsche, alongside a passenger who also appeared to be okay in the video, Mary Kay Cabot, Miles Garrett suffered a sprained shoulder, a strained biceps, and cut hand when he flipped his Porsche. No concussions, not ruled out for the Falcons game. Uh, Mary Kay was told that he'll try to play. Absolute insanity. We chatted about this yesterday. We were told it was on a wet road. It appears from the body cam footage that it was not a wet road. Was he trying to avoid an animal? Probably. There's a chance. I don't know where this is in Cleveland or not. When we saw the photos of the Porsche, we thought to ourselves, damn. How does Miles Garrett get into a Porsche? He's 6'4", 275, and we thought there had to be some serious injuries to Miles Garrett. They were saying it was non-life-threatening at the beginning after seeing this video. I think the only thing I wondered was, will he be able to stand up? By the end of this video, he literally walks off the film, off the camera. We are so incredibly pumped and thankful for that, that Miles Garrett uh, ended up okay. The passenger appears to be okay as well, but certainly a surprising story and a surprising end to something we thought could have been very terrible for a guy who was very dominant in NFL well I'm sure it was super scary for him like you know anyone has even been in a minor wreck like it's it's crazy geez that was violent even if it's not like a high-speed thing but he rolled that car multiple times right yeah multiple rollovers we we talked earlier about his mind as that thing's rolling he's thinking he's dead right there's that has to there's that thought in to your have you ever rolled a car I've never rolled a car especially multiple times I spun one and I spun like two Two times. Well, that was that was tail whip, and that, that was, was different. There was a pothole there. That was a control. And then you tried to you tried to go in your house and tell your future wife, "I'm sorry, I'm too embarrassed to talk to you." Yeah, can't be around each other anymore. <laughs> sorry. sorry, good run. I don't know if this is a universe telling me like <laughs> probably not the right move. 
But I also know I don't want to talk about this every day of the rest of my life. Right. So mm-hmm. just, just crash my Shelby. Yeah. Get your stuff out of my house right now. No, it wasn't like that. It was a, <laughs> hey, I'm not sure we'd see each other ever again. Sorry. Sorry about it. <laughs> I'm going to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, Shelby's been fixed. The tree was removed. Pothole has not been fixed, though. That thing is still sitting there waiting for me. I used to be really comfortable with how I could drift that particular vehicle and other vehicles, too. I grew up in a, you know, a driving mm. family. You know, I'm pretty good yeah. with floating gears. You know, I'm pretty good behind the wheel. I feel like I'm a good driver, solid driver. If I was smaller, I would attempt to become an actual professional race car yeah. driver because I don't think uh, I have the fear that some people have of going fast and like being worried. I enjoy driving. So when I got that Shelby 660 horsepower to the back wheels, you know what I mean? It's hard not to and drift that thing. And I had a little roundabout in front of my house. So it was almost perfect. Yeah. Had to do it. How is that house doing? Still standing. Raccoon still surviving. What? Oh, yeah. There's an office over there on that property that's still used like daily. So it's, uh, you know, it's still up and running, still doing its thing. Just haven't lived there in a bit. I'm not sure if anybody took the black mold out. And by that, I mean, I haven't hired anybody to take the black mold out. (laughs) So it's probably you walk into there, it is a little toxic and nuclear. You should not do that. But you live and you learn. You grow up. Uh, And I forget what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, the fear, though. The fear whenever you're having one of those, like Miles Garrett, when he's sitting on that ground right there, we're seeing a moment where I would assume with some part of his brain, he's like, I can't fucking believe I'm still alive right now. Yeah. And if he plays this weekend, I'll be absolutely amazed. I'll be so impressed in the uh, mental toughness of that. Uh, we're happy that you're okay, Miles. Yeah, baby, Miles. We're happy you're okay, Miles. I think I get can... Him into, get him into Russ's truck, man. You're not going to roll that thing. Yeah, Russ's big old truck. He showed up at training camp in. Russ only drives that in his own jersey, you know. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but he walks over through that little... Uh, the grass area there that is not easy. That's fucking mm. unbelievable to me. Yeah, wild. It actually is. It's very surprising. We're very happy. Seems like the passenger also good. Uh, some more stories. Um, James Winston might not be playing this weekend against the Vikings in London Town. He missed practice yesterday. Now, is that because they're traveling and they might just be giving him a day off? Or is it because a couple weeks ago he fractured four vertebrae in his back mm. when he said everything hurts, everything's pain, pain everywhere? Uh, he did that entire thing. He has played two games since then, so I don't think we've talked about it that much. But Jeff Duncan is reporting, looks like the Saints are preparing in case they have to make a change of quarterback. Jameis Winston was not at practice today. Andy Dalton took the first team reps at quarterback with Taysom Hill receiving reps as reserve quarterback. This is different than past weeks where Jameis might have gotten some time off. So is Andy Dalton the red-headed wonder about to lead the New Orleans Saints, which is a very good team because Jameis is injured, I guess, TBD for Sunday morning in London town, A.J. Hawk. Yeah, this is why they, they signed the Red Rocket, because you could throw him in there if something happens to Jameis. Now, obviously, I don't want anything wrong with Jameis. I know the dude's a warrior and fighting through a lot, but hey, it's, it's a good deal. Andy was a great starter for a long time in the NFL, man. It's going to be uh, – he should be in good hands. And I think we are two guys that might say positive things about Andy Dalton in the microphones yeah. on a regular basis mm-hmm. about Andy Dalton, because we've met Andy Dalton. We probably like Andy Dalton. Now, you know Andy Dalton mm-hmm. a lot more than me. I've only known him a little bit. Seems like I like him. I could say fuck Andy Dalton at any moment. I don't, like, I don't know him that well. <laughs> I thought he was supposed to come on the show. I don't know him that well. Yeah, but he just got named starting quarterback, I believe, for the Cowboys at the time. So I have given – I've done like, okay, you got it. I don't know if the last couple of situations he's been in are necessarily the best situations for us to judge him in. Now, him t- his teammates not helping him up off the ground when he got decapitated tells me a lot, yeah. almost too much, makes me think like, oh, people hate this guy or maybe they didn't know him enough. 
but maybe with a team around him. Andy Dalton has shown in the past that he can win some fucking games. Sure. That's like six years ago, but maybe he's able to do it with this Saints squad that seems to have guys everywhere. They just need to go make a run. And that's obviously, we hope Jameis is okay. Yeah, hope Jameis is okay. I hope he plays Taysom Hill. I guess he just stinks now. I'm glad that, <laughs> that whole entire ship has sailed, supposedly. Andy Dalton is no longer the Red Rocket. I feel like we have seen what Andy Dalton was in the past few years. And the new Red Rocket is Cooper Cush. We've said this. We've seen him playing. He is the new Ginger Jesus. We're not talking about Andy Dalton winning games anymore. If anything, I'm excited this weekend to see what Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson does and if there is some sort of new London gritty. I I don't want to watch... You know, Andy Dalton slayed the pigskin. I want to watch Justin Jefferson scoring touchdowns. You want a little London gritty out of him. Exactly. Something new. Tea cup or something. Yeah, what is the uh, – what do they do over there? Tea and uh, – Tea and crumpets. crumpets. Say grit tea and crumpets. Got to figure out – Crunk. Crunkets. Got to figure out what crumpets are. Where is? Like crumpets, bread and biscuits? It's like a little biscuit, I think. There it is. <laughs> like a little biscuit at tea time. <laughs> I'm not mistaken. I, I've actually never had any crumpets. Where's that guy from? Where's this particular gentleman from, Todd? Uh, you know, pretty much anywhere in England. I don't really know the different, you know. I thought, the scousers, up the queen? I thought the scousers yeah. had a little different accent, don't they? The, the Liverpool well, lads? Yeah. There's a stigma. Yeah, they talk a little. In this world, they talk a little different, I think, than the rest of England, right? I, right. I think there is little local regional dialects of the English accent. So you're saying this particular gentleman that you are talking as right now, from everywhere? Yeah, from wherever like Michael Caine's from. So maybe like yeah. uh, the English countryside. Uh, yeah, again, I don't really know, you know, any fucking cities in England outside of London. So Birmingham, Manchester, Birmingham, Manchester, uh, Stratton upon Avon, which I believe is where Bill Shakespeare's from. William. Yes. What's the Ango guy? Where are they from? I believe they're from the West End of London. Okay. You're the best. Big game of London this weekend. Huge. I do wonder how that Vikings team will do against the Saints defense. The Vikings team has been defense. like this, D, but what are your thoughts on that whole, how that matchup will fare? Hey, they've been adjusting. Defenses have been finding ways to slow down 18. Jefferson, um, Okuda did a good job on them last week. We all saw what Slade did to him on Monday night. And now he's got Marshawn Lattimore, uh, who's one of the best in the business, too. And obviously Dennis Allen. So you like the Saints defense maybe against his Vikings? Yeah, but, you know, if you got if Andy Dalton's out there stinking it up, they can be out there for yeah. 90 plays. So Stinking it up? That's not what Andy I'm Dalton. just saying if, you know, if he AJ. has a chance to go out there and light it up, too. AJ, what's, how about this guy? There's a new Ginger Jesus. Fucking step out of town, Andy Dalton. We got Cooper Cush oh, here. Yeah. It's, not a, it's not as easy as that. No. no. AJ, is it? Hearing Connor say that made me feel much better about the game the Red Rocket will play because the Red Rocket knows he's got a chip on his shoulder. Like, hey, there is there is the, the King Ginger in this league, and I'm still that guy, and he wants to prove that if he gets yeah, in the lineup right. on Sunday. Would like to let all the gingers know I got red in my beard, so we're allowed to talk this way. That's right. Yeah, me too, actually. That's Sorry, about it. I got yeah. red in my beard too. So don't my come after like orange. Because it does sound a little, uh, hmm. You know, because there can only be one redhead. Harris. Right. Yeah, it is a little Harris. That's the right. Irish in us. <laughs> exactly. Nick gets it. All right, thank you. Also, the speaking of all that, speaking of all that, hope life's good, Tom. We miss you, Tom. Miss you, Tony. Good Irishman, that Tony Diggs. Oh, he is truly great yeah. Irishman. Yep, great. Tony Irishman. McDiggs. Tony O'Degilio. <laughs> Tony O'McDegilio. That's there right. 
He's had a great dad, I bet. Oh, I'm sure. Crushed oh, yeah. He's rolling on the ground, making little baby noises. I bet he's awesome. And I assume that the iPads are still set up for all the games mm-hmm. while he's doing this entire Hunt thing. Winners. Mm-hmm. Said you don't have to. <laughs> he did tweet, I think, on Sunday or maybe last week. Don't have to wake up and hunt winners if you never fall asleep. Joining <laughs> <laughs> us now is a man who uh, is an incredible athlete, just drained a bucket. That won 13 random people $500, and now he will make a smarter at football. Host of Everything DB, nine-year NFL vet, Darius Butler. Hey, boy! Hey, baby. As usual. Oh, your mic isn't on. Mic isn't on. Did you turn it on, dude? Did you? I didn't touch it, Nick. This guy makes one basketball shot, and then he just... Green light still on? That might be it. It says it's on. There we go. Now you're on. Sounds like Nick hits him. Right. When he muted everyone, all their mics back there. So he could do oh, uh, I forgot that. Up. Still good? Yeah, you're good. All right. Bit, bit, bit. Oh, yeah, it. you sound real. Hey, right, you know, I don't know who fixed it, how it got fixed, but that That's sounds really cool, good. Man. Hey, as usual, chime in whenever, ask whatever question. I actually watched it back. I saw you taking some notes fucking last week. Quiet mm-hmm. defense is a dead defense. Like, oh, I like it, man. Mm-hmm. But let's get into it. Some big plays from the weekend this past Weekend, obviously, some good from the defensive side of the ball and some bad. Way to go, Ty. Paying attention in the meeting room, you ass wipe. Hey, listen to watch Ty. Young young players take notes in the meeting room, but uh, this is a big, huge play here. Yeah, bingo. Game winning play. I'm taking notes. From the. um, Fuck off. Game winning play from the Colts this weekend. Obviously, big home win. The guys were there. Went to 1 1 1 against the Chiefs. This is a huge moment in the game. Uh, seven seconds left on the clock. Couple times out for the Chiefs. They got to get in field goal range to send this thing in overtime. Uh, this is basically man to man. Oh, let's see if we can. Let's see. Do they have an empty check there in Indianapolis? Uh, most likely, but you'll see it's going to look like uh, just man to man across the board or cover three. Regardless, single high with tight matchup. They're going to watch. They're going to have two guys. For Travis Kelsey, you're going to see this play unfold. This play is actually going to be made by Gilmore down at the bottom on uh, Juju. How do you just light it? Yeah. Boom. So tight match. It'll be a slant route. He's going to break it up. Safety running to the ball. Tips and overthrows. Defenses we always talk about. We do the tip drill in practice. Send us home. Big, huge, huge win. Defense played great. Uh, offense, they got it done when they needed to. Love this play. Had to get to it. Had to show my Colts some love. We can go to the Hold next. Hold on, D-Butt. So why'd they go man-to-man, you think, in this situation? Because don't the Chiefs just got dogs everywhere? So tight match. You got to have tight coverage here because you don't want to give up. You can't give up a 10-yard catcher like the Bills, 13 seconds left. Obviously, Chiefs. Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, Patrick Mahomes are great in situational football. They just really – and their, their kicker stunk this game, right? Yeah, so they probably had, too. Yeah, they probably had no confidence in their kicker. But you got to get tight matches here. You can't play soft and give them a, a decent shot at a field goal. So tight matches. This is why you brought Gilmore over. Matt Ryan made plays late. And this is why you brought Steph Gilmore over to make plays like this. Game-winning plays on Juju Smith. Schuster. He had a massive tackle on a third down, too, against Travis Kelsey. Kept yep. him like a yard short. And it was like the tackle was like a uh, – he took a shot. I didn't yeah. know that Gilmore – like it oh, was yeah. like a big time – Yeah, it was very dog. physical. Was he had a little off. injury. He came back in this game. He got knocked out of his game for a little bit. Came back and obviously finished with a big play here. So this was huge. Was it on that tackle that he got hurt, I wonder? Uh, I'm not sure. Did they mess up the routes on these ones? Because Juju takes like a stutter step. It didn't look like he thought uh, – uh, I don't think so. I think this was kind of like – so you'll see on the inside, if you watch Kenny Moore, you'll see he's 
this is going to be like low raw, but he's going to go right behind. I wouldn't say they messed up, though. This is just good, tight coverage, sticky coverage. Once again, two of our best cover guys. I mean, that's, a, that's not a bad throw. It's just a great play from a former defensive player of the year. This is why we brought five over here. Hell oh, yeah. Let's get to the next one. Hell the game yeah. winner. What we got here? What we got here? Okay, this is another game winner against Foxy's Lions. Now we're going to watch K.J. Osborne in the slot here, man. So he's in the slot. And defensively, what they're doing on defense, they got this post safety leaned all the way on top of this guy. And this guy is Justin Jefferson. Let's see if we get a zoom here. Justin Jefferson. Okuda on him as well. But uh, Justin Jefferson, he's going to control that middle of the field safety. He's going to be on top. They also have a robber safety who's giving these guys inside help, right? So with inside help, you got to stay outside leverage. And right here, you'll see this is where this corner gets in trouble. He loses that leverage. Obviously, Kirk. Oh, let's see if I can get this one. If I can get this one. And Kirk's going to see the vision. And now we got that outside leverage. And obviously, with that, uh, 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 let's see what we got. Let's just let it play. Outside leverage, give it up. Can't give it up. Can't happen in this point in the game, this situation in the game. Once again, knowing we can run this from the top. Knowing your assignment, knowing where to be, knowing your leverage, knowing where your help is. Where is your help in this play? It's all inside. Even if this guy is not, he's a body inside. He may not be specifically helping you. He's a body inside, and then you even got your post safety, so you have to keep your outside leverage as that's got. I don't know what the hell just happened there, but uh, play this again. Outside left. Uh, KJ Osborne, cousin sees it, makes Come a throw. On. Too Why easy. Wow. Too easy. Can't happen. Wow. Can't happen, Foxy. That's, I mean, you lose focus in one second, and that's the game. Eba, I asked AJ this, but how can a defense play good all game, then last two minutes they just shit the bed and allow a touchdown? I, we always talk about it in the mirror room. It's 65 plays, 60 plays, and it really comes down to about four or five of them. That's usually the difference in the game. And you, it's really about focus. And once again, we always talk about is it us, is it them? I feel like this is an us thing. Like, he lost leverage pretty quickly here. Like, this wasn't like – it's not like Osborne hit him with an amazing, you know, route or them. This is just bad leverage, and you can't, you can't have it. You can't have it. Not there, right there. You can't have it. You see right now, he's inside. He's already crossed over. Mm. Hips are facing, hips are locked, facing inside. Oh like, this is a touchdown right here at this point when any quarterback, especially with Captain Kirk out there, not on prime time. Well, 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 well he oh, has one in prime time. Remember, that's a new right. thing. Don't I think an interesting point here that I just learned is that looks like wide open. You think everything's fucked. Right. Guy takes, what, two steps the wrong way. Well, yeah, one, exactly. one bad step. And, and this is a good, it was a good route by Osborne, but once again, not a great route. But if he stays outside, I don't know. Let's just imagine that defender outside leverage. I don't know where Kirk goes with this ball because, once again, you got deep help over Jefferson, and then you have this guy who's just kind of robbing the middle of the field. So I don't know where Kirk would go with this ball, but, um, hey, you can't have it. You can't have it, Foxy. Can't have so, it. You can't have it's it. Dakota back. Because he's been hey. playing pretty well. It seemed like the first couple of years he oh, wasn't. Yeah, Okuda's playing some good ball. So, number three pick coming out of Ohio State. And coming out of Ohio State, he has some of the best college oh, tape. Hold on. Also, I remember him fucking – didn't he run on that uh, – Yes. He ran on a straight line and did the hip thing. Yeah. yeah. And they had the camera. like yeah. right. It was a perfect yeah. angle on the camera. It was like, hey, this is how this rep is done. Yep. Flip hips, flip hips, turn. He was like the prospect, right? Yeah, it's a reason – he went – Three overall, you yep. know, for to a team that needed a bunch. Obviously, with the Lions, you go number three overall with a cornerback. Obviously, they're very high on them. 
went out last year with an Achilles injury, yes. I believe. <laughs> so this is a big year for him. He started out strong. These first three weeks, he's been uh, really, really good. Changed his number. Ohio State hey, dog. That might have, you put that one back on, you, you run out of the tunnel a little bit different. Exactly. But, uh, How much of that do you think has to do with the defensive coordinator being a former player and everything as opposed to, you know, Patricia, which I think, a lot of people didn't get along with them. You know, it's that. It's your coach. It's your room. It's some other good players in that room. But it's your coach. And it's also you've been a pro. I talked to our Shep when he was here um, for Hard Knocks when we were out there for that training camp practice. Linebacker he, yeah, coach Shep. Yeah, mm-hmm. linebacker coach Shep. You saw him on Hard Knocks a lot. But he said Jeff had been doing more kind of off the field, studying, preparing for games. And that's what it's about when you become a pro. It's not just about athleticism and how quick you can flip your hip. It's about the little things, leverage, knowing how you're going to get attacked. And they're doing a good job scheme-wise too I know in this game with Jefferson there were times where they said hey go be aggressive get in his face we'll have some help over the time over the top at times and then you make a play when you need to so uh, that's what Okuda was doing this is um so sorry about it Foxy (laughs) so last week one of the big things we talked about was uh finding number three right in zone coverage Mm -hmm. and this is empty so this is one two from the outside in and you got one two and this is three all right so is that highlight right? Yeah, so this mm-hmm. is number three right here. So you're going to find this middle of the field, Logan Wilson. He's showing pressure right now, but he's going to drop out in this cover too. He's going to get that nickel blitz. I got to point that out too. You got a nickel. This is basically a Great nickel uh, two, right? So nickel's coming off the edge. Ooh, is that Hilton? Nickel's coming off the edge, but you got Logan Wilson. This is the guy to watch. Just watch him play because this is the passing strength. You got a receiver out here. Watch him play this middle run through. So right now he's there. He fills the route. At this point, he's in great position. He can look back at this quarterback. Enjoy footsteps. Going to throw it right to him. I mean, that's, oh. a, that's a great, that's a great, great rep from a linebacker. That's exactly what you want from your middle field, your middle field read because cover two, we always talk about the two half, right? The two half defenders. That's why I call it cover two. You're talking about these guys, but this guy is just as important. Knowing where that guy is pre-snap, so it's not something he had to figure out. He knew exactly where he needed to go before the ball was ever snapped. Even though he lined up on the line of scrimmage, he was able to get an interception 20, 30 yards downfield. Yeah. So shout out to Wilson. He had that ticky-tack flag in the Super Bowl that a lot of people remember on Cooper Cup. But this is a big-time play Third down. from a big-time player. AJ, you like that? That was an unbelievable play. I saw Watching in person, I was watching the ground he covered, too. He's showing mugged in the A-gap, and he gets a pick, what, 35 yards down the field? It, he plays this exactly how you should. I thought it was awesome. I yeah, wish that, he would have scored, actually. Yeah, that, that's, that's super impressive. Just like AJ said, showing that mug look in the A-gap. And to make this – so where does he pick this ball off of? Let's see exactly. 45? No. Dang. Like, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of ground. That's what Erlacher and them, when the Bears were rolling with cover two, Erlacher was the absolute king of that middle reader. And then obviously Lance Briggs sitting in the hook. Are you kidding me? They had so many studs that just went after the ball and made you take little easy checks all day. And and eventually you're going to, you're going to make a mistake. (laughs) Awesome punch by the end, at the end of that play. too. It was got to secure that ball. You get it. But that's a great play by Wilson. And this next play, this is going to be another cover two play big huge play in the, in the game fourth quarter third and 22 Dolphins didn't have a ton of snaps on offense Tua didn't have a lot of throws but this is the biggest one you're going to see Waddle down here at the bottom of the screen oh. but now cover two again so once again where is number oh, yeah. three where is the passing strength in this situation the passing strength is up here this is three this is the passing strength right heel receiver tight end 
So where is this linebacker going to go? He's going to go up here. So watch where he goes. He's going to play. Once again, he's that middle field run through defender, right? But now he's up top of his passing strength. This guy's going to run the hook and sit him right here intentionally. This is a play design. This is a perfect design because while that's happening, Tyree, I mean, uh, Jalen Waddle is setting up this safety mm. with oh. an outside move. He's got him outside. And now look at all this space you have in the middle of the field. Tua does a great job. He sees it. He throws it. So this is the same coverage, uh, different, obviously different passing strength. So the linebacker is going to drop to a different place, different route concepts. Can I get it again from the top? Different route concept. But once again, finding number three out of the huddle. So for this linebacker, this is all formation based. This is a great play call by uh, McDaniel, putting the passing strength up here, knowing that, expecting this coverage, because you got a lot of young corners out there, like young corners, young safety, the entire uh, new secondary for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. So put him in a situation where you got a safety one-on-one with Jalen Waddle. And once again, we saw it earlier a couple weeks ago with Justin Jefferson in safety. That's not a position you want to be Oof. in. And this is a great ball. From Tua with, you hey. know, fighting through a back injury. D-Butt, wow. yeah, we were on that back again. Whoever w- was running uh, up at the top, watch him pivot out up towards the other sideline up at the top of your screen to kind of take the backer and make him sift like just another foot so he doesn't get in the way of, of Waddle's uh, the, which guy? path here. Uh, run it. I'll show you here. Watch Edmonds. He stops here right in the middle. Watch the guy pivot back out up towards the Bills sideline so he doesn't sink back in and get in the throw. Oh, okay. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so, he, so he's pivoting. What AJ's talking about right here is this number three receiver yeah. pivoting away from that middle run-through defender. And once he stops his feet, he, he got no chance of getting out here. Yeah. You know, he would have to do exactly what Logan Wilson did, basically, which is turn around and just run. Sprint. And know exactly mm-hmm. what you're doing. Because you're a linebacker running with the wide receiver. That's already a speed mismatch. But if you know where you're going and you can beat that player to the spot, it's good ball. But this is good offensive play calling. Is that coverage beaters? Is that what people This talk- is a coverage beater. This is a coverage yeah. beater because that's what that linebacker is coached to do. Go to the passing strength. Take the middle run through. Once he sits down, you have to sit down. And then that backside X, which is away from the passing strength, he's got time to set up that safety So play backside. calling. This is super sophisticated. That's a great call. Yeah. This great is call. super sophisticated yep. play calling. So this is D-Bug, They had to be banking. D-Bug, weren't they? They had to be banking on. They were saying, all right, I, I think we're going to get Tampa 2 here, right? Exactly. This is an absolute beater of that. Exactly. You don't think it matters. Like, if Poyer and Hyde are out there, like, they would bo- either one of them would have had to make an exceptional play to stop that play design. Yeah, I think Poy- the thing about Poyer and Hyde on third and 22, they maybe give themselves a little more depth out of the gate, right? Because you know, as once again, the sticks. This is the first down marker up here. So the 30-yard line will be the first down marker. So you get yourself that did, so now you don't have to necessarily respect that out that outside move that Waddle makes here, right? You don't have to you want you want your move because you have depth, you're playing that top down. And once again, youth. This is a young corner. Like you're in a flat but 46. Get deeper. Sink deeper. Like the, the yeah. first down marker is here. Sink deeper because if you sink Five, deeper 46. as this corner, that gives him a little more comfort yeah. to settle down there instead of having to respect that. And this is just, I mean, and once again, this is a good ball. It's a coverage beater, and that's where the ball is thrown and located. Like, that. that's a great, great, great play design from Mike McDaniel, great play design, and then a great throw and execution from Tua and Waddle. We should take Dolphins more serious, we think. That McDaniel knows oh, they're yeah. going to be in cover. I guess third and 22 probably going to be in cover too, right? Mm-hmm. I assume McDaniel's doing that. And he goes, all right, so how do we beat that? Oh, easy. We just fucking run that yeah. one. Yeah. Bam, let's call it. And that's why play calling matters, right? Play calling matters. Design matters. Uh, something that uh, my co-host on NFL matchup, Greg Cosell, always says, how pal, 
design oh, yeah. matters. So this is play design, knowing what you're going to get from the defensive standpoint, and then knowing what you got on your players too because you know you got a guy fast enough to go out there, do an outbreaking route, and get to the middle of the field because Buffalo, I don't care what coverage they're running on the back end, they still got dogs up front. This, take, this play takes time to develop. A lot of times on third and 22 in this situation, offenses go with a screen, with a draw, maybe try to get in the field goal range, but they said, you know what, we're going to drop our nuts and try to get a big play Fuck here. it! And they got one. <laughs> that a baby rush. Tua. There we go, Tua. Oh, put that right on your face, AJ. Oh, yeah. Three, no, this is why we all won in the power Great rankings, route. man. Still getting disrespected Thursday night. Don't understand that. Three and a half points. Yeah, that's, that's, you know, we'll so see. We'll points. see. Bengals are in the Super Bowl. What we got, what we got next? White Tiger uniforms. Oh, we getting some certain tape. So a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of, you should pay attention when other DBs, pro, your know, current and former, are talking about a specific guy. When players uh, publicly speak highly on players, pay attention. And every corner, every DB, everybody that talks about cornerback play, Patrick Sertain has been one of the best in the business from day one. Shouldn't be a surprise. Got coached, been getting coached by his pops, that Patrick Sertain, the first. Uh, legend, Dolphins legend, sure. coached him up in high school, sent a lot of guys to the pro. Then he goes to Nick Saban in Alabama, gets coached up. But this is one of the cleanest prospects coming out in a while. You'll see him right here with some text. But I just, just don't forget it, the rest of the coverage. Just watch Sertain's, uh, just his technique right here. Stand square in his pedal. Watch the route. Great break. I mean, that's, that's like, that's textbook. Me? Like, that's like, that's literally clinic tape, individual <laughs> work against Brandon Ayuk, who's a good Look route runner. Feet. Look yeah, at like, his feet, man. He's so like and so so much, such good balance that he's in control, and not panicking ever. Yeah, like this is this is a second year player. Like, I want to pause it a little bit more. Let me go. All right, here we go. Man, I just got to show nice, how like nice you got to be right so patient. Like, to, he's still in. He's never got out of his pedal. And he's <laughs> 15 yards down the field. Pretty so that's not normal. That's not normal to be that patient. I mean, he has big time speed, obviously, but to have, cause there's no, I mean, you look at behind him, like there's no safety help. It's not like this is like some type, like this, this is, this is green grass back here. So to have that type of confidence in your technique, in your ability to go out here and put it on tape week in, week out, like he does, he matched up with DK Metcalf week one, followed him all around the field, moved around a week two. And then he was moving from IU, Debo and George Kittle in this game. And, you know, not a guy you want to throw into his coverage at all. He can come up and tackle. He can play zone. He can play press. He can play off. This next rep is actually going to be a rep of him playing Seems press. Seems to be a dog, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Dog, yeah. dog. So he's a corner. Like, this is this is like an out-of-the-park draft pick right here for uh, for our Denver Broncos. This is him down here in the bottom What's once that again. Mean? Draft pick? I'm saying when you draft. draft. Yeah, when you draft oh, a guy like draft. that. What are you? Yeah, you what are you? <laughs> I thought it was like intercepting the ball with his neck. <laughs> That's what I nah. thought he actually meant. What's this your problem? So what the hell are they you They knocked about? this pick out of the park. But this is him in press coverage, third and three. Draft so it, pick. <laughs> okay. Excuse me. So this Jesus. is hard. This so is a hard press, right? So we're going to be a little more physical at the line of scrimmage. It's third and three. And once again, rock solid technique from the beginning to the end of the down. Top of the route. No separation. Jeez. No separation. I mean, he's running his route. And this is once again from a hard press. So you saw him in off. Right, you saw them in press. Typically, corners they're better with one or the other. If they're just press guys or they're just off guys, can I get it from the top? But this guy can do it all. This is a hard press right here. Great technique from beginning to end. Never, Ayuk can never create separation in this down. Great play. Hey, so whenever you think about this, okay, because I think I can control this a little bit too mm -hmm. over here, which is pretty sweet. That is awesome. Yeah, it is pretty sweet. He never gives him right. Like if you look at the space. He's on him 
glued to him yeah. the entire time, right? I he mean, runs the route for him. He, he runs his route yeah. for him. He is – there is zero separation. No separation. And that's what quarterbacks are talking about with wide receivers, how maybe they create a little bit of separation or they do that. That's what separates the great corners from everybody else, like zero yeah. fucking separation. The whole day – it's like that the whole day. The whole day. Ayuk's got to be so miserable. <laughs> yeah. That's think about how miserable that has to how be. How annoying AJ. would that be? Yeah. Oh, you think any about, separation. Like, there's nothing you can really do. Yeah, that's it. You think about week one with DK. DK, I think, had like six catches for like 30-something yards. Yep. And every catch he had was like – it has to be a great throw and a great catch. And that's what you want as a corner. You're going to give up some. But for Pat Sertain, if, you give, if he gives up a play, it's usually damn near a perfect throw or a perfect catch. And actually, you're going to see on the next rep with Pat Sertain. That is the most amount of room this entire <laughs> play. Yeah. This entire play. 33. That is in and between you know, them. You know what? On the other side of the field, let's see. So this is where Jimmy G, this is probably not the matchup you should be looking at. And up top. We got a bunch route, and we got terrible communication on the back end. And the guy that you just paid $100 million is going to end up. Re- oh, Jesus. Oh, no. So. Wide open for six. I mean, six. wide open for six. It looks like, uh, maybe this is looking fake, but it, yeah, it looks like Jimmy G. Hold on, let me get back out. It looks like Jimmy G is looking that way, but for some reason doesn't throw it, decides to come here. And I mean, it was obviously a bad decision, but. Walk in touchdown if you throw it up there to Debo because of the bad communication in the I wonder if what you think he's looking at Kittle? I don't know what underneath here. Debo's what What do you think, AJ? You think because look, it's only what what is it, third and two? Look look at the sticks. Yeah, so he's trying Uh, he's not thinking Debo's gonna come free. And yeah, he should have. I mean, but yeah, you got you gotta look at that. That's bad communication. That's a whole nother video for another day for what Denver could do up there Mm -hmm. communication wise or should do. But Jimmy's got to see that, obviously. That's not the throw or the matchup you want to go to in this uh, next play. So Certain now, guy. A guy. You know, a, a guy, a guy. So top two, three uh, in the league Damn, already. Stop, stop throwing at him. Yeah, stop Probably. throwing at him at this point. He's following number one receivers for a reason. Now, we saw off technique. We saw hard press, and this is second and nine. And this is more of a soft press. So this is more of a I'm kind of going to play you with my feet, right? I'm fast enough to wherever release you take. I'll just run with you and kind of feel you and then force. So this one, Ayuk is going to give him an outside release. And it is, so just patient. So now, okay, I'm, going to, I'm sitting in, inside for a slant because I'm on the backside, right? Everything's away from me, so I'm protecting my inside. But now I know you're running vertical. So now I just run with you, right? I just run with you, and I squeeze you to the sideline as much as possible. And now this quarterback has to make a perfect throw. Can I get this from the back copy? You're going to, he's going to have to make a perfect throw. There's not much room over there at all. You'll see it for Jimmy G. Now, quarterbacks can make this throw. Oh, but just not Jimmy? Wow. They said Jimmy can make these throws. I mean, you, you got you to tr- be able to make that one, right? Because you know that red line we have in the practice field? Yeah. It's kind of where that NFL shield is right there. And that red line is usually you have receivers. They try to run up that red line and control it, so they give their quarterback room to throw them outside to throw them. But uh, great coverage. This is a long foul ball that Pat Sertain – uh, forces, and then on this next and last play, we're going to see Jalen Hurts with a very uh, similar look, similar play. This is Jalen Hurts playing. He, this, as, as good as Pat Sertain is playing on, on defense, Hurts is playing on offense. So this is you're going to see the middle high safety, man-to-man coverage across the board. But this is the matchup we're watching down here at the bottom of the screen. Devontae Smith kind of had his coming out party. So right here, Devontae, I want to see show you his pace first. Pace coming off the ball. I'm going to play this one full speed. And just watch it. He kind of lows him to sleep. Uh, uh, uh. Then he just hits the gear. Boom. Bang. And then once again. Bang. Same thing. Almost, almost the same throw, right? What a ball. 
Oh, oh, so, so oh, this, is oh. this is the difference. Let me see from the back copy. This is the difference from average quarterback play and big time quarterback play. So Jalen Hurts, obviously, what he can do uh, with his legs, everybody knows, but what he's been doing from the pocket with his arms. Obviously, this is an easy read, single high man to man across the board. But this throw right here, this is a big, this is a big time throw. And I think what you're saying, Darius, here is this is a big time. So this is this is high outside cornerback. He's in pretty decent position. But I mean, look at look at that ball location. Woo! Like, look at that ball location. You couldn't hand it to him wow. better than that. That's so, pretty. That, and that's what Jalen Hurts like. Looking at his tape, it's so much of his tape that uh, that is just efficient from his body mechanics, from his reads, pre-snap, and then obviously from his throws. Offensive line, they did a great job putting some big guys in front of him that can protect him, give him that time, and then going out and getting dogs, drafting D. Smith, and then trading for A.J. Brown. has been working um, outstanding for him so it's, far. It seems like the reason why you showed that might be because, like, hey, that's great coverage. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sometimes they're just saying shit you could do. Like, people are probably talking about the uh, Washington Commanders DBs right now because Devontae had such a big game. It's like, yeah, sometimes – Eight, same exact coverage, previous play, other yeah. game, quarterback doesn't make throw, great coverage. This yeah. is unbelievable coverage. This one, same exact coverage, quarterback makes a throw that you can't defend. It's like bad coverage, yeah. some people are saying. It's like, hey, sometimes no. they're saying shit you could do, especially yeah. in football right and now. And these are dudes. You, it was other plays in here where he kind of gave um, – Gave Devontae a chance. It was like a double team. You know? jump he, just, ball he just lines. jumped ball. But this is, this, these are players. Uh, D-Slay D came out and said, look, we got three Batmans at receiver. We got swole Batman, A.J. Brown, skinny Batman, Devontae Smith, and then fast Batman with Watkins. And they're, they're all making plays, and the quarterback is making throws, man. These are dudes. You know, Hurts is playing like an MVP right now. And this guy, Devontae Smith, this was a Heisman winner. A lot of people forget this. So he, he goes up. He's a small guy. We remember T.Y., playing with T.Y. It was awesome. It didn't matter who was lined up across from T.Y. was coming down with that ball more times than not. So, great plays right here. Why yeah. do you think the narrative was that Hurts stinks throwing the football? Because that's what it was last year is he's obviously explosive running. But, yeah. like, has he really gotten that much better year over year? Yeah. Well, number one, yes. His mechanics are, are night and day um, from, from uh, rookie year to this year. And then to the third year, every year he's taking a step, kind of what you've seen with Josh Allen. But the same thing with Josh Allen is coaching matters, play design matters, Seriously. play calls. But Seriously. then talent. Talent matters too. Like that matters a fucking lot. You go out and get A.J. Brown. You go out and get Devontae Smith. Even Quez Watkins, having him in there. Dallas Goddard has been a baller. And then having an offensive line in front of you where you can operate from a clean pocket and really go through your process. And then when it does break down, I can use my legs to get outside of the pocket. He ran for 10 touchdowns last season. So it was that. And then, obviously, what we saw at Bama when he got benched for Tua, basically because he couldn't throw the ball around the yard like Tua could. So he was a, it was a run-first team. And then he went to Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Where you, yeah, you got to make kind of different level type of reads in that Lincoln-Raleigh offense. So I think it's all working for him. He's had great coaches in the offseason. Uh, off he went out to Cali, I believe, and worked with the guy uh, for, I believe, I don't want to, say how many times, but he is paying off. And every you turn on the film and you see the process and a lot of times with quarterbacks, especially athletic quarterbacks, you just want to you just throw it. You know, you just throw it, you get your body in whatever position. But when you can actually tie that shit together and make your reads and make good throws, good accurate throws from a good base, you're gonna get what you get from Jalen Hurts, man. Wired right, leadership wise, all his teammates, coaches have always raved about it. Even when he got benched at Bama, you can still yeah. visi oh, visibly yeah. a great teammate going to Oklahoma, do great things, got drafted, took over for Carson, 
And I mean, the sky's the limit for this Eagles team. Yeah, you know, Jalen and Tua, two undefeated quarterbacks, same quarterback room. That's mm-hmm. right. In Alabama. We appreciate the hell out of you. That was appreciate Everything DB all, with Darius Hell yeah, D-Bud. D-Bud. All right, that's been a Wednesday, September 28th show, I believe. Not Darius already made a shot yeah. from earlier, giving away 13 uh, random $500 cash app yeah. transfers because Darius Butler bank shot that thing home. Yep. Mm-hmm. Got a game tomorrow. Got a game tomorrow, Cincinnati, favored by three and a half, at home in the new white bangle stripe uniform. Yeah. Paycor. <laughs> Hosting at Dolphins in Paycor Stadium. It's the first time Paycor's been on our lights. That's right. Uh-huh. First time. Bubble is up now, too. Oh, yeah, the bubble looks amazing. The bubble looks amazing. Are they inside yet, or is it still just the out? They just inflated it. Well, who, who, um, the fact that Cincinnati hadn't been able to get this. Okay. I don't want to pile on because we do have a bubble. Sure. Yeah, they made it happen. Thank you for that. About time. They should name this after you. Nah, What's the problem? I don't want this named after me. This, Tim, McAfee, Tim McAfee and the boys could have done this two, three weeks, any of the years over the last 50. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> where they didn't have one. You know what I mean? They should paint, it, paint that thing or put some sponsorship on it. Duquesne University. Where Tone Diggs, congrats on baby Tone. Congrats, Tony. Congrats, congrats, Father Diggs. Congrats on Father Diggs. Yeah, Father Tone. Congrats, Father Tone. We lo- he went to Duquesne University. And the way he says it is that Duquesne would be an Ivy League school <laughs> if there was more grass on the campus. That's right. Yeah. Now, that, is, that has been found not to be true at all. But it's not like a big powerhouse sports. They got good basketball team. They got a good football team. But it's like D2, D3. They have had this same exact bubble. I, I grew up playing soccer in the 90s uh, in their campus, which is directly above a jail, okay, mm-hmm. in so. downtown Pittsburgh. Tough to find land there. They've had this bubble in there for 30-some years, the same exact one. So I'm pumped that they led the way almost for Cincinnati kind of do the same thing. Later we go. Congrats, Cincy. Put some fucking like tiger bump? stripes on that thing. That's yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, make the white bangle oh, a full-time thing. What do we Simple. say? Put a head on it, too. And a tail. It it's yeah. laying down. Now oh. we're talking. Oh. Now we are talking. Now the bubble is no longer a bubble. What is it? It's a fucking bangle bubble. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. You're welcome. That'd yep. be dope. You can even put little side legs on it. Exactly. Yeah. And that's where people can put their shoes and stuff. Anything. Tyson uh, still got his bangle? The white tiger? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Sell it. Got another one? I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah, who do you give it back to or who do you sell it to? Yeah, Tiger Joe Exotic. Yeah. Hopefully not the guy no, in Zanesville. No, no, no. no, not the guy in Zanesville who went crazy no. and released all the animals and they were running across <laughs> I-70. Yeah. Hopefully not mm. the guy in Zanesville. Hopefully not an Ohio guy. Bhagavan, maybe. Okay. Bhagavan down there in Carolina. Mm-hmm. I think that's where he's at. Maybe him. Maybe that lady who was Not Carol that. Baskin. She Can't still got it. her cat sanctuary going. Yeah. She does. She Really? You know. Don't what? say it. She's been suing people. Yeah. What? So I won't. Smart. What are other people saying, Con? It was all allegations. It was all allegations. Well, they are saying she's, you know, a couple bad weeks away from killing her next husband. But, again, oh. That guy was an alpha. Are saying, allegations, oh. allegations, allegations, allegations. Tyson still has two tires. Tyson still has two tires. He had to get rid of one uh, last year because they got in an incident with a neighbor. So he had three tigers. One tiger killed a kid. Had to get rid of that tiger, but kept the other two. Yeah, these are good tigers. Okay. Sounds, good tigers. Sounds these, smart. these tigers seem to be a little bit more tame. Sorry about it. Go tiger. Sorry about it. We Go always tiger. had a problem with that one. Yeah, we were looking for a reason actually. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you. Sorry about your kid, by the way. What is an incident with a neighbor with a fucking jungle cat? Yeah, I know. 
What do you mean? Yeah. His neighborhood. Sorry. So What's that? Could be with a neighbor. What happened? It was an incident in his neighborhood. I misread that, but what's the incident though? Same thing. Yes. Yeah. The question isn't about whether or not it was a neighbor. The question is what was the incident? Yeah, you have an incident sure, with yeah. a tiger and human beings. Typically, I think you just assume it did not end well. Yeah. Fair. Maybe it peed on something. Maybe. Maybe it oh, marked. Ate somebody's flowers. Yeah. Yeah. A massive dump. But catnip for those jungle cats, though we know. Is poinsettias, and there was a bunch of poinsettias. Yep. Oh yeah. In the uh, mm-hmm. neighbor's yard, so that cat was getting a little sniff, getting a little sniff, and then went over and just ate all of them. Ate a neighbor's dog, maybe. Yeah. I hope. Oh not. no. Jeez. Oh, that could. That's probably more likely. Yes. What about the poinsettias? Yeah. Yeah. Poinsettias that's, makes more sense. That Remind sounds plausible. Was a baby. <laughs> could you imagine Tyson's tiger eats your dog? Yeah. Oh, uh, what a heartbreaker! Honestly, walk out of your door. Absolutely. Bricks in your house. Go get some groceries. What was that? There was a line in Morgantown loose because the circus came to town over the weekend and one go away. Yep. Sent an email to us. <laughs> Heads up. There's a fucking king of the jungle roaming the city. Oh, no. Be careful. Ooh. It's like, all right. That's great news. A fucking ty- a lion? Is, yeah, is this thing just fucking me. up in a tree? Is it? Is it going to be walking around town? Like, do we need to be prepared to leave our house and... Ah! Pissed off line because you guys been treating his line like shit. Obviously. I'll like a little bit more information. Never gonna follow up. Never gonna. Follow up. They find it. Uh, news is in. I don't know about the lion in Morgantown, but it was not a tiger pet incident. Oh, nice. It was a tiger potentially gnawing an arm off of somebody incident. Nah, that's gonna happen from time to time. Well, in you- the neighborhood. I think if you have a pet tiger, there's a chance that's going to happen. Anytime. Okay, so later on in the story, the person jumped over the fence. See, this is just like the monkey in the yeah, Halloween. The clip, Texas. Yeah. That's the right. Stripper. Texas thing. Texas it started to play with the tiger. Harambe. <laughs> Harambe, same thing. Like that orangutan that made the draft pick, right? If you jump in his cage, hey, all bets are off. No. You're talking about Rocky? Whatever that thing is you guys show. Rocky the orangutan. It's not an orangutan, by the way. <laughs> Be cultured for one second. Is and he Rocky, 150 years old? How old is that? Rocky, I, I don't. I think in um, captive orangutan years, each year is maybe 30 years. At least. Oh yeah. <laughs> not sure. Oh yeah. If you jump in Rocky's cage, he's not doing anything because I've been to the Indianapolis Zoo. I've seen him. He hates his life so much. If you go in there, he's probably saying like, "Please shoot me in the head, kill yeah. me, fucking end my pain." Connor, just one. Connor actually went to the zoo the other day. <laughs> yeah. Experience it. He got to experience Rocky and the orangutans for the first really? time. It's weird because when you look him in the eye, it seems like you're kind of looking at simpatico. Oh, yeah. is, that, is that what you said the other day? It, yeah. It, it, mm-hmm. does, it seems like when you're – and when you make eye contact, there's just something about it like you know. that orangutan is miserable right yeah, there. Yeah, you know what they're saying. Did and they still have the one just in the box, by the very small yeah. box mm-hmm. by himself, and he's just laying there baking in the sun? and. Yep. <laughs> Just sitting there. People coming what? up and smacking on the window saying, hey, wake up, fucker. Yeah. It's sad. Should have seen the rhinos. Yeah, you but we get, you know, what? there's zoos. Do Couldn't good, tell what. Zoos do good things, too. Of course. You know, they help yeah. extend lives. And they breed species. them. They breed those animals. Yeah. Feed them. Species alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He looks yeah. real happy. He's, he was not making joy. that face when we went. Get oh, me out of here. I love Rocky. So do I. That's why I, I like to think that during his draft pick, he did it bad on purpose as a protest. Probably. <laughs> They're like, all right, hit the thing. He's like, oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah. No, thanks. Maybe. 
Uh, I need you to hit the thing. Ten seconds, Rocky. <laughs> All right. Go fuck yourself. This is my time. Remember oh, when God. you made me just poop right in the same room I was sitting? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Five seconds, Rocky. Come on. Oh, is this going to affect you guys? Uh-oh. Oh, sorry, bud. <laughs> you guys have to go home to a cage? Oh, you want to hit this button here? What if I scroll to the next screen? Oh, yeah, that's what's going to happen now? Come on, Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> Come here, you little fucker. Jesus. <laughs> Anyways, the zoo's awesome. It is. It is. Wildly yeah. overpriced, but it's awesome. It is a very nice zoo, though. Yeah. There's a the lot penguins. of penguins. I mean, I didn't know they had penguins in Indiana. Awesome. That's cool. I don't know. That was the saddest part to me. They put out Why? like a they put out like a tray of ice Jeez. to remind these penguins, you know, <laughs> hey, you like living near, you know, the cold water and icebergs. Do you know how much money they spend to keep that place refrigerated to the proper uh, temperature so those penguins can live a great life? Do you know yeah, how much money you walk into those... that place, you are reminded how much it costs a lot to step foot in that <laughs> zoo. It does. Not anymore. Think how much it costs to take care of one animal just for a year. Yeah, a we learned we learned from Joe Exotic. It's expensive mm-hmm. to feed all those animals. Yeah, but they treat them like shit at the zoo, so I don't think they're spending that much. Money. I don't think this is an accurate assessment of all of it. Well, eh. Not of all of it, but I mean, I know for a fact that those animals would pay 10x what it costs to keep them alive to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> Just from peeking in through the windows. I know that's how they feel. Some of the water was filthy. Fair assessment. There are, animals. are there elephants there? Dude, what do you think is going to happen to the water when they go in? Do you think it's going to remain clean? Well, I assume they have to clean it or have some sort of filter every you know now and then. I mean, you mentioned the orangutan thing. Poop everywhere. So sanctuaries, I think those are di- people view those differently right. than zoos, right? That's a massive uh, area. There's no you know, cages yeah. that are actually in the wild, per se. What'd you say, Zito? How much? Ten to $12,000 a day to take care of a zoo, like a normal zoo. Not as much as I thought. Uh, in my I head, bet, I was I thinking, it. Yeah. Way more, I thought. I was thinking a lot more. Because is that all the employees, or is that just the food, too? Oh, actually, no. It says plus millions more to elaborate, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to elaborate the exhibit. Just think yeah, of I keeping the lights on is more than that. Yeah, I don't know about daily. I going to say, there's spending at just least <laughs> eight Gs to bring in fucking Donato's Pizza to the Indianapolis Zoo every day. That's the only way they're making any money outside of the... You know, admission. What are you talking about? They're selling Donato's Pizza in there? Last time I went, yeah. I was like, oh, you know what? I'll grab a uh, slice of pizza. Okay, eight-inch pizza, fucking $34. <laughs> so are you kidding me? I fucking order this from Donato's right now. It's fucking eleven ninety nine. How does that work? Got to get some $23 difference. There. Yeah, I had I to do it. The zoo's a nice place, but there are some animals uh, areas that I think anybody that walks through there goes, oh, I'm kind of viewing these animals a little differently. Yeah, I feel bad for them. Reverse it, then think about it. What? We were in the cages. You're going to have Rocky run in the, the zoo and you're going to sit in a cage? And, and oh, yeah. some, that's all he's thinking about. I know. I think it is good for people to see stuff, though. Definitely. Yeah. You know, like, I, I think the zoo has benefits. If we didn't yeah. have zoos, Connor wouldn't believe a lot of the animals he saw in the zoo because he hasn't seen them you're with right. his own eyes. Yeah, oh. there's, and a lot of people like Connor be like, well, that doesn't exist. What are you talking Rhinos, that's funny. That doesn't exist. Well, like, we actually just saw one downtown. Well, I still don't know if I saw a live one because there's a massive chance all three of them were dead because there's <laughs> no water in the goddamn rhino exhibit. But also, <laughs> Indiana casually has the rarest gazelle in the world hanging out in there. It's half, it's like, oh, I got a cool color. It's like silver. I'm like, all right, that doesn't seem real. Why does Indiana <laughs> have the rarest gazelle on in the planet? 
Is that where? Is that what everyone talks about in the zoo community? Oh, you got to get to Indiana. You got the rarest gazelle in the world. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Why? That's how good the zoo is. It sounds like they just That's spray the painted. Yeah. They saved his life, probably. They, they spray painted half a gazelle and said, oh, look, oh, hey, the Audrey gazelle. Check it out. Thing's oh, awesome. That thing is awesome. Very cool. The planes are large. I believe the planes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Badlands. <laughs> at the zoo. It, it is. is. A, it's a large area. It is. Uh, they get to open up the stride a little bit in the planes, it feels like. Yeah, but they yeah. share it with wildebeest and It's like hyenas. a sanctuary, though. It is. It, the, the planes area feels like a sanctuary. It's bigger. It's the ones in that the are. In the zoo, you mean? This is a part of the zoo? Yeah. yeah. The ones that are oh, in, yeah. like, you can see the back, and we see all of the space. And then you see the. Oh, yeah. Just a miserable <laughs> animal. It's hard. Usually, like, the, like, where the gorillas hang out and everything, right by the glass, like, that's where you see, like, oh, these guys are pretty upset. The yeah. tigers, the lions. I mean, they have big space. The Columbus Zoo has big old space for the lions and tigers, though. Big old area for them. There might be, like, a show area and then, like, a open area. Where you they know, can where they... roam. Not in Indianapolis. I think Indy just opened <laughs> up the kangaroo ones. You could beat Come the on. shit out of them. Oh, All right. Really? They did open right. up the kangaroo. I don't know if anybody's fighting kangaroos. Do you wear headgear? No, oh, you'll have a lot of jokes. So arms. So arms. <laughs> what do the arms do? How do they look? They're rock 'em, sock 'em robots. <laughs> exactly. Mashing buttons. And then they bring those feet up, and you're fucked, dude. Yeah, you're done. Missile Step drop behind kicks. it. Choke it out. Boop. Imagine if it kicked you in the balls, one of those things. Well, that takes us back to Josh Allen in the bottom of that pile. Mm. That's right. And that's kind of the message of today's show. Yep. Stay away from other people's donks. Yeah, no more squeezing <laughs> penises. Yeah. If you're doing it, stop. <laughs> Everybody Unless they agree. ask you to. Yep. <laughs> I got it. No more dongs, all right? Team on me, team on two, one, two, team. 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 All right, that's the show. Hell yeah. See you guys tomorrow. We got football to talk about tomorrow. Hell yeah. football. We got Coach, Chuck, right? Coach P's keys tomorrow. Ooh. Let's go. Let's continue to do this week. And then maybe, just maybe, we'll find out more about where Hurricane Ian's headed. Bingo. Yep. Need to know. Positive vibes and thoughts and prayers and everything that I could possibly do from this particular studio in the middle of Indianapolis, Indiana. And I'll donate to any recovery fund as well whenever it comes about. I do it basically every single storm. But anytime somebody says, like, thoughts, prayers, positive vibes, people go, don't send your positive thoughts and prayers. Okay, do something about it. Well, I don't know what the fuck else you want me to do. Mm -hmm. Okay? Do you want me to go down there and spear the hurricane? Do you want us to set up a, a fucking offensive line in the trenches from the hurricane? We can't do that right now. So we would like to say, honestly, tonight, there will be plenty of times where we're watching the coverage of Hurricane Ian where we'll be saying, God damn, that has to be fucking miserable to live through. So you're not alone. The rest of the country's thinking about you. I do believe Jim Cantor just got taken out by a tree. What? what? He's dead? Breaking. Jim Cantor is live in Punta Gorda, Florida. What are you doing? Oh, what? Tree limb. This takes is him his up. Super Bowl. What are you talking about? Yeah. Jim Cantor uh, staring damn. down a one-way metal post sign. Let me get in the way of that oh, thing. Yeah. There you go. Hold on. Hold on, hold on to that, man. Trees have already Come taken on. him out. He's in a full forward lean. He's got the Cantor lean in the middle of this windstorm. Cameraman says, God damn it, I could have done anything else but follow Jim Cantor around. And if we don't have somebody in the middle of this, will we ever really know what it's like? That's what Jim Cantor asks himself every sure. single day. When tree limbs are taking him out. 110 miles. Thank you, Jim. Now, I mean, just, as, just as a football show, 
We like to tell Jim Cantor, got to get both hands on that tree, mm-hmm. kind of shove it aside, That's and right. shoot yeah. your knees. Well, in. I would like to do this. Wouldn't you like to do this once just to see? What? Well, no. if they tell me at the end that nothing catastrophic's coming, I'll do it. Boy, but I think every time you're in one of these, there is a chance at the end of it it's going to get much worse. Storm surge, for instance. I don't know how Jim Cantor beats that. I am happy he did. He did. He did withstand at least a half of a tree here that <laughs> yeah. hit him right in the shit. Well, and if he right. falls back, oh. hold on. You're right. You got to put his hand. You're right. Get your get your hips back. Yeah, don't let that get your legs. His, you need to get your hands on that cantor Damn. early. Boom. Oh. He saw it. I don't think he saw it coming. He can't see through that. Did you see him hopping, like getting ready for it? Yeah, I think he ran directly in front of it. You know, Frogger trying to miss those things. He seen it corner of the eye. Give me that. Oh, he did. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let it hit me. What? When's the last time Cantor got to go one on one with the oak one? You know, like <laughs> when has Jim Cantor had a real opportunity on camera? To fucking stare down a tree and say, I beat you, you know? And I think he could do that now. And that's why we thank Jim Cantor. And thank we, you, Jim. We told Darius earlier that there is a breed of white that love this, you know, that'll go out in the middle of this type of shit and really test fate. Yep. And there's also the people that'll, you know, drive tornado trucks into tornadoes and stuff. Always seems to be white people, but I'm sure their footage will be something that we need for us all to remain safer, so we appreciate yeah. it. Bingo. Thanks now, if that Jim. street sign there gets loose, watch out, because that thing looks sharp on the one, and it will <laughs> impale. So Cut his head off. Yeah, exactly. Or go right through his chest. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the end, Michael Sarah. Let's hope that doesn't happen. All the positive thoughts and prayers to everybody down there. Stay That's safe. Right. Stay safe. T's and P's. Come on, let's, let's beat Hurricane Ian's. I don't think I think we just got to kind of withstand. I don't think we beat him, but the way the way we beat Hurricane and and everybody that's actually dealing with it right now, not us at all. We're saying we. It's not us. It's you guys. You beat Hurricane by being the last one standing. Don't break. But if they're telling you to evacuate, get out of there. Get the fuck out out of there. Everybody said you should evacuate unless you're Jim Cantor. I guess you stand in the trees. Yeah, built different. Why is he there? Is anybody? Did we talk about that enough? (laughs) Nick said. I mean, what does he do when there's not a hurricane? Waits for the next one. That's what I'm saying. This is what he does. He he waits till there's one of these things, then bam, we all ask for it. Tone Diggs is watching us talk about this right now, asking why he's doing it, and Tone is so pissed off. Oh, you think you're you think you're the world would be better off without Jim Cantor? You're wrong. Mm -hmm. Diggs would say. Tony killed to be down there right now. Tony is one of the whites that would hundred percent like to stare down a tree. Oh my god, I feel alive. Well, what's high five and Jim Cantor right next to yeah. you? What storm just happened up north? And Tony was outside looking up to the stars and sky just to see if he could, you know, catch yeah, the tornado. Around yeah, the tornado. Oh, the warning. Yeah, the warning. Listen, yeah. Tony doesn't even like to get his socks wet. He likes to talk a big game. I don't think he'd be. It's not even here. Guy's a father. Come on, yeah, guy's a father. Claim he never had wet <laughs> socks before. Guy's a father. I don't like having wet socks either. No, never. No, never no, nobody likes it. Because we were talking about how miserable it is, and Tony says, I've actually never had wet socks. <laughs> <laughs> stood by it. Oh, yeah. He has stood by it, yeah. Stepped in a puddle the next day. All right. That's the program, I think. Hey. Oh, jeez. Oh. See you guys tomorrow. AJ, great show, pal. We appreciate you. Baby, great, AJ. Great, great show, guys. D-Buck, great work, huh? Great baby, D-Buck. Hey, talk to the table. Way to bring it today, huh? Thank Ru- you. Good Russell show Wilson, uh, dorsal fin ball. Way to bring it today. Hell oh, yeah. yeah. Dorsal fin. See if you can put that by. in the hoop. Let's go to Subway. Is this going to break oh. the glass? I don't know if it's going to get anywhere near the glass. It's very tough. It's always hitting the glass. This is how we talk. Oh, shit.
I mean, you can't control the goddamn thing. That's impossible to break, actually. I think you're only supposed to throw it as far as possible. Do not buy that ball. Everybody in the back, hey, way to go, Becker. Hey, Dirty Bruce, had a baby. Had a baby voice. Hey, Gumpy, good work out there. Thank you, Gumps. Miss you, Gump. Miss you, Tim, way to go, pal. Baby, Tim. All right. And you guys hey, way to go, Pat. No, no, honestly. Good show, Pat. Go. No, huh? So you guys go have Pat. Hey, there you go, Pat. Hey, you go, Pat. So everybody that watched, you deserve the biggest applause for what you were able to withstand today. Hell yeah. This show, somehow. Mm-hmm. Way to go. Way to See go. you guys tomorrow. Hell You're yeah. the best. Take about 20 hours and 30 minutes or so. Goodbye.